I'm the Glob Glow Gab Galab, and I love books. And this basement is a true treasure trove. I am the Glob Glow Gab Galab, a shwubble wobble 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 wobble. Speaking of ahead, cutting right? it close and finishing right before the podcast. hey I just came. No. Huh. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that was the joke. Yeah, like that's <laughs> literally what he meant. I had a feeling that that was not like a oh, okay. joke. That was 100% was... not a joke. Yeah, I was pretty sure that was like, that's I'm like, well, <laughs> happened. Five four... yeah, I'm like, it's 540. I got a, I got a couple minutes. I got a couple minutes. I can do this. Oh no! It's and it's and I, I started at like, and it started at like five. Let's let's get this over with. <laughs> right, I'm gonna make a test sound real quick, just because I want to make sure I'm on the right mic. Okay. Test. You're on the right yes. mic. That was pretty loud. Okay. Okay. The first one was louder. Good. <sighs> Most you summon Chicken Little. What? Oh, you summon. That's right. Okay. I only. I just. I just didn't summons. I just didn't do summons much. I. You know that sounds like a common thing that I hear about that game. Is that like even like all the way up through three? It's just like yeah, they're there, but they're just kind of like there. I guess they're like attractions in three, and like mm-hmm. they're slow. They're boring. They don't do a lot of damage. It's kind of pointless. That was kind of my impression. We got our Disney so thing So I in just here. hit stuff real good. There you go. That's all you got to do in those <laughs> games is just hit stuff and press triangle to do cool moves. Oh, they're so cool, Polly. I've seen some. They're so cool. Oh, they're cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be a bit dazed for a bit. I hope that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. We're live, right? Hi, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, we're live. Me and John are just both very chill and relaxed right now for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, about it. But so, maybe kind of the that, same reason. I mean, there's not that different. It's a very similar energy, I think, uh, with regards to a... <laughs> I mean, a release occurred <laughs> in, in both instances, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're, they're both very comparable. <laughs> Life is good. Which Toho has the most hot topic energy? Sean thought he was doing like this big <sighs> thought provoking question. Like for literally, everyone. there's two answers to this. It's a Katya. Yeah. Welcome, Heart Hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like Nue a lot, but you look at her and she's like. She's too fancy for a hot topic. Nah, I think that hot topic 
does have some of that same kind of like elegant gothy energy Mm -hmm. um but it's definitely as a runner-up as a runner-up yes exactly (laughs) wait which who's the runner-up i missed it new I think I know who that is. Let me double. Oh yeah, I knew who that was. She's Excellent. the extra stage boss of UFO. I yeah, think. Yeah. I don't really know the characters after UFO, to be honest. Yeah, like I get kind of lost in the sauce after, after that time. Like I, yeah. they're all just kind of like I know Clown Piece is a thing. Oh yeah. Um. I was mixing her up with the stage four boss in um, in uh, Toe Fifteen because oh yeah okay she's a different one winged angel. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Of, a lot of familiar imagery there. Polly and I both bought Toho figures last night. Yep. Aww. That's great. Fantastic. Excellent. I have a They're not matching, right? No, yeah. I have a Yomu on Who? the way. Aww. Sega Excellent. actually makes some really nice. good Toho figures, it turns out. Cool. And they're official, so... They're really good. The Yomu huh, is super rules. adorable. Yeah. And and then along the way, as I was checking out, they were like, hey, we've got like some really good Megamine. Uh, uh, oh my uh, god, these are so good. Got, and we, then some of them are like $250. Yeah, so. and then those are like, you know what? I li- you know what? I like Megamine, but not $250 yeah. like yeah. Megamine. I, I, I actually already have a Megamine figure. Yeah. That wasn't one of those, so yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But I don't oh, have any so Toho. Cute and pretty. I bought the Marissa one. Like Toho figures oh. are in general, like they're pretty rare. So the fact that like Sega is is, is releasing these really really good figures, um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like like maybe they'll stick around a little more, and I'll probably add a couple of more to my collection. See, that's my terror. Is like, oh no. Yeah, like that could be a problem. Because they're like, like thirty bucks a pop. That's yeah, which is good for one. It's bad when you're like thinking five. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but like, but so... think of this. Think oh, of this. God. Most figures tend to run about one hundred and fifty dollars. That that's your kind of like that's your low to mid ballpark for for, for like really, the premium ones for so. premium like, anime figures, right? Prize so, figures. Are so yeah. So. I think it's a better deal to say, okay, yes, I spent $150 on five really cool Toho figures rather than saying I bought this one $150 figure. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think that's the that better That Saki play. is very good. <laughs> I uh, immediately went for Saki and Romelia. <laughs> oh, no. That's where my brain went. Was where I yep. immediately went. Those are good. Um, <laughs> They're very good. Like, they are I, more pricey. They are 50 to 60 my most expensive are my uh, Cosmos version three and Telos um, mm-hmm. because those are those are just super fucking very well put together. Like every little fine detail nice. is loved yeah. and labored over. They're ridiculous. Uh, I have a really good Swigento from uh, Rose and Maiden as well. Ooh, yeah, nice. it's really really good. She's like sitting on the inverted cross. It's really cool. My two most expensive are Hibiki and Hibiki. (laughs) Big big shock over here. (laughs) But the one I have upcoming is actually going to break that slightly. Uh Uh-oh. The Rena one. Oh, yeah! Oh, good. Yeah, that Rena figure is really good. 
it's a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I only There's... have Sakuras, so if I if I got more, <laughs> yeah. if I got Toho ones, I would be I would be expanding the the um uh, the scope of my figuring. Yeah. Beyond one character. Uh, okay, guys. Gotcha. Taylor safest. says that that Rosen Maiden was kind. Of... You're not wrong. Uh, for one, they didn't end it. Uh, it didn't get a, an ending. Like uh, they did a whole like reboot sequel. Then they did season. a whole reboot sequel that was terrible. Did you watch it? I no, but like, I watched it and don't remember it. The only feedback I remember hearing about it was that it literally belongs in a landfill. Like it just sounded <laughs> like absolute ass. I don't think the. I mean, I watched the anime adaptation of it. I don't remember it being that bad, but I'm sure the manga probably petered the fuck out then. Yeah. I think that, that like, for a series that I resisted for a very long time, uh, I was very adamant about not watching it for a long time. Uh, I ended up having a better time with it than I thought I did, and Shinku is a bitch. <laughs> fuck that cunt. You little <laughs> Fuck that cunt! Go watch Overture and tell me Shinku's not a fucking cunt. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> what? Think, like, I, it totally justifies Suigento's entire fucking worldview. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know whether they wanted me to actually putting sympathize a, with... I don't know whether they wanted me to sympathize with or love uh, Shinku for her role in Overture. I don't know what their intent was there, but, they, but it was just like, man, I didn't like her already. And now I absolutely hate the bitch. <laughs> Let me. Oh, okay. The original Rosen Maiden anime was two thousand four. Yep. And like that was a different time where like they didn't really adapt the manga. No, like, it was directly. Um, yeah. It was a. It was mostly an original story because yeah. like Kira Kasuisho was like a completely new antagonist. Well, that was season two where they like tried to steer it to being back more like the manga. Yeah, but that's but, what happened. Yeah. Just back in those days, like, everything was, like, really not nearly as faithful as it is now. Yeah. Or, like, stuff like Attack on Titan or ReZero or, like, we will follow the manga to our deaths. Yeah, basically. they, like, and you have to wonder sort of where that mentality comes from. Like, is that just sort of like, well, you know what, coming up with original stories is kind of harder. I think people just kept getting or was mad it, at Yeah, or was it just <laughs> the, the people, endings. or was it people just getting pissy because things didn't stick uh to uh their original stories so much and like mm -hmm. yeah like a lot of original endings um yeah people got mad about endings all the time yeah like and and like and i feel that like a lot of the time it wasn't justified because i don't think that a lot of anime mm -hmm. endings are as terrible as people make them out to be i think people mm -hmm. come at them because it wasn't exactly what i wanted yeah. rather than is this objectively good or bad like something like my Hime's ending uh, is well, literally I... objectively <laughs> terrible nobody can justify it there isn't a person on the fucking planet that can justify that shitty putrid fucking disgusting <laughs> awful yep. ass eating ending no offense to any ass eaters <laughs> out there um but like, when you look at other original endings, like, okay, I guess the obvious is Full Metal Alchemist. Like, where the original is way better. Where the original is 100% better than the whatever the fuck Brotherhood and the manga were going for. It's just, I don't think that sticking to your material, like, just because, like, it's a fucking Bible and that's the only thing you can do, uh, gives you 
um, gives you the best results a lot of the time. Uh, it, it does work, and it makes some things, like, you know, it makes some things work really well. Like the Haruhi, um, um, the, the adaptations of those novels, um, minus Endless 8, because Endless 8 was just literally give us money. Yeah. Um, but things like Disappearance, that first season, everything that they've yeah. covered in that anime, like, having read those novels, it's note for note. Um, they, they did it. Yeah, that. I'm not saying like everything wasn't faithful. Like that definitely was a super, super faithful one for the first season. Sure. But like, like Rosen Maiden just kind of took the idea of it and then mm -hmm. made the first season as kind of a general sense yeah. of what that story was. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like you got better individual seasons by doing that. Yeah. Where like, I think the first, uh, Hayate, the combat Butler season even though it was like 50 episodes, like that was kind of my favorite part of the whole manga or the whole season series. And it was like completely unfaithful to the manga. <laughs> and then like you have series like Rose and Maiden or Hayate, the combat Butler, where they try to do second seasons that steer things back towards being like the manga. And that was always awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Like I we're... think the problem, the problem is now for me is that you have shows that like, will do super, super faithful adaptations, but they only do like three volumes and it just ends in a weird, awkward place. And then like they never get and their follow-up. And, and they never do a follow-up. So it's like, oh, that you just... And then there's, there's weird, like, weird fucking... You made, you made a trailer for the manga. Yeah. You made yeah. a trailer for the light novel. You made a trailer for the manga. Yeah. And, and there's what like... Want, apparently. Weird fucking edge cases oh. like uh, Gunslinger Girl where they did their first season and then they mm -hmm. did an ending... And it was like, okay, it's poignant because it really kind of, it points out the themes yeah. that they're shooting for in that story. It's really well done. It's a beautiful moment, the way that um, that first season ends. Yeah. Uh, and then when they come back, they do Il Teatrino. Um, and I'm not going to get into the quality issues of that. It's just more of the, that, the story that idea the is, oh, we're the manga now. And the thing that we did at the end of that first season didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the most egregious examples of like, yeah, we're just ignoring that character we faithful for literally season one. comes out dancing in the first scene, just doing a jig. She's having a good time. Hey, cool. You're not dead. Hey, cool. You're not dead. You know what else is not dead? This podcast. Ladies Woo! and gentlemen, <laughs> the title drop coming in like 15 minutes late, it's but fine. we got there, but we got there. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the anime show. <laughs> I would rather talk about anime this week for some reason. Yeah, I know, right? This, this seems like there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Welcome to SoxCast episode 135. We've done so, so many of these. So, 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 so. That number just means nothing anymore. It's it, just like, know, yeah, yeah, it just keeps getting bigger. That number only means something when we hit like, oh, like 150. That'll be, that'll be oh, cool. That's, that's. That's not that far away. That'll, that'll happen this year, that right? That will probably happen this year if we stick to our every two weeks thing. Yeah, like we will probably hit 150 by the end of the year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that hot topic, Toho. That hot topic, Toho. I just shared a very hot topic, New A. That's a very hot topic, New A, in the, in okay, the chat but there. I think like she can rock it, but like as far as like your actual in-game appearance, Hikatia yeah. wins. Like, oh sure, sure, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a super, super good look. Um, it's it, a very good look. Obviously, that does, doesn't fly on an audio podcast. I know. But John, stop sending. 
I don't think like we've been doing this for seven years, and I don't think John really understands what audio podcast means yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a really good picture of Nui Hojo from uh, from Toho. Super super hot. It's topic. all media res. We're jumping in. Yeah. To my media virtual right, go ahead and give him a nice squeeze. It's Rhett. Oh, me. Yeah, okay. you. What? I, somehow, somehow, we've done 135 <laughs> I'm expecting you to do John first. I don't know why. What the fuck? I've literally never fucking I put John know. first. Nobody puts John first. Nobody. Nobody. And, and that's the way things <laughs> should be. Like, that's the way things should be. <laughs> Not even John puts John. <laughs> Not even John puts John. <laughs> I promise we're not depressed. We're just depressing. <laughs> we're just depressing. Rat, you ready for a very... A we're not very... depressed shirts are prompting people to ask a lot of questions answered by our shirts. <laughs> The only question that's going to be answered by my shirt is is the blood on it from a nosebleed I had last night, and I was too oh, lazy. Geez. I was too lazy to change it. <laughs> it's been one of those. Oh kind my of, goodness! It's been one of those kind of days where it's just oh, like, boy. you know, get a nosebleed, go to bed, cause fuck this, oh, the night's done. God. Like whatever, it's not getting better. And I look down, and it's like, oh man, I bled on myself. Oh well, it's fine. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be done with that. It's a very lazy Sunday. It is, it is. I'm taking a shower. Maybe tonight. a bit too lazy. Taking a shower tonight will be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just a little dried blood. It's like just a couple splotches. It's nothing big. It's my own blood. I'm fine with it. I used to get nosebleeds all the time as a kid, mm -hmm. so I got very good at like stuffing uh, toilet paper up there to make a yep. clot. And yep, that's what I did. That's what I did. I think it was just uh, the humidity was low. Uh, uh, in my house, so I turned on the humidifier and went to sleep and woke up and that was fine. Woke up covered in your own blood. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was fine. It was fine. It was before, before I went to sleep. Okay. Humidifiers are so good. Yes, they're fantastic. They just make they they, they make everything so great. Good. Like I don't sleep without one now. It's fantastic. To my immediate virtual it's like left. I want to be back home, back home in my swamp, and the humidifier yeah. makes me make my, tricks my body into thinking I'm in the swamp. <laughs> This might be the virtual left to the seven shot wonder himself. It's John Thire. I was I was I was I was waiting to see if he'd go simple and clean is the way he's feeling tonight. Oh my god. <laughs> you're expecting me to make right you're expecting me to make Kingdom Hearts references and I literally can't because I know almost nothing about it. Despite You're on the wrong it. podcast, buddy, for Kingdom Hearts references. Despite the fact that I played through the first one, that was literally in two thousand three. And even, though, and even though, and even though I've watched people great place for enjoying them without spoilers, and even though I've, and even though I've watched people stream those games at various points, and it, uh, uh, I, none of it sticks mm -hmm. because I mean I think I'm subconsciously just like I'm gonna play those at some point, and I just don't want to fucking know, so it's just background noise. Yeah, I think so, that's wise. So, I didn't um, post videos of all the really really cool bits at the end. I was yeah. like, nope, nope. I don't care if you opted into the spoilers; you are not seeing this. This, cool. is, this is John time. 
This is, <laughs> this is just for me. Just, just for you. Just for you. But you're, you're doing good. You're ready for. You're ready to do one of these things that we've already been doing for 20 minutes. So why are, why are we shit? Good now. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't ready 20 minutes ago when God. I was still emotionally. Yeah, you spent. were kind of kind of a wreck, but we worked into it. Uh, now now we're doing we fine. We worked into it. Worked into it. A little bit of podcast foreplay. Gets everything on track. Got to get you get get you in the right mood. Yeah, yeah. It's like audio foreplay. I'm there. I don't know I, about y'all. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm like right there. At the, I'm gonna That's be. What ed- I think about. I'm literally going to be edging this whole show. That's that's how uh, that's how it works here. That works. <laughs> that's how you keep the good excitement up for the yeah exactly. It's how I, the segments exactly like the segments that I don't care it's about. Like, I just focus on my like genitals. Box, it's like boxers. It's like boxers not not having sex the night before a big game because I want <laughs> that good horny energy. Man, like boxers not having sex the night before a fight, get in the middle and just start kissing. Just go for it. <laughs> That's the kind of energy I'm looking for. Have at it, dog. Have at it. Hey, Rat. Hi. Have you been up to anything? I've been up to a Have lot of to stuff, actually. Like... Tell us. Fill us in. Okay. Um. So last week... I was in the middle of Valkyria Chronicles 4. I almost said 2, because it's the second one for Americans, basically. Oh. (laughs) So, it was funny, because a bunch of stuff I said about, like, kind of the systems that they changed in that game immediately became untrue, (laughs) like, 10 minutes later into the game. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, it's just because they they throw new stuff at you as you go, so it's it's a good thing, but it's just kind of, like, funny how, like... I talked about how there's a new system where, like, commanders can like go up to other units and be like, follow me. You know, you can move a bunch at once to kind of speed things along. And I mentioned that like, you don't get any scouts that can do that because that would be really powerful. Yeah. That'd be a little busted because the scouts can move across like half the map because they've like by far the highest movement speed Mm -hmm. and distance immediately afterwards. I go back to the game and they're like, Anyways, here's your new scout, their commander, and they can do that ability. And I'm like, oh, okay. Good. Good. And then, this is a kind of a neat thing. You get the ability to c- promote one character, mm-hmm. like, out of your randos, that can, the ones that can permadie, mm-hmm. and that they will also gain that ability. So, of course, I put it on a scout. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh why God. would you not? That would be stupid. Yeah. I mean... I ended up, so you can just, you can, it's not really a permanent promotion. You can just move it on to whichever character oh, you want. Oh, you get to bounce it around. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I ended up, because I had that other scout who was the kind of the set party, the set story character, mm-hmm. I ended up moving it around because uh, shock troopers are kind of the actual MVPs of this game for me. Oh, yeah. They just, they just fucking kill so good in this one. They are so fucking strong. I mean, my like, game about murder, and I want to use the units that are good yeah. at murdering. Because, like, this game's always, these games have always been kind of silly, where it's like, you just run up to the enemy, and you put the crosshair on the enemy's head, and you shoot them in the head, and it does the like, crit damage, and you just one-shot them. Mm-hmm. Shock troopers are just mm-hmm. so good at that, because they take pretty low interception damage when you're running up. And then some of the classes, they get, yeah, I think I had gotten the grenades on the scouts when I did the last podcast. 
the uh, the shock troopers, they get a fucking flamethrower. Yeah. Burn the the motherfucking children. The flamethrower is not only, like, stronger than the machine gun when you're up close, it's also an AoE. So I can just take a shock trooper and run up to, like, the enemy headquarters or their, like, their camp. Mm -hmm. And if there's, like, three of them too close together, you just fucking sweep that thing and kill three guys at once. It's kind of nuts. That shit feels good. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of just aiming in the general area. And then, bomb, bomb, bomb. I'm just like, Jesus, these are these are crazy. So the game has to kind of compensate for the fact that it gets a bit busted on your, on your end of, like, being really strong. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the later half of the game, it really starts to rely a lot on kind of boss enemies. Oh. Which isn't the best part of those games. No. Like there's there are cool one boss t- encounters. Yeah. Um, like where you have to do something within a certain number of turns, or like mm-hmm. reroute a unit to some other place and then destroy it or something. But like boss enemies themselves are kind of just damage yeah. sponges. There's one where you have to fight against the enemy Valkyria, and she just if she sees anybody, they're just like fucking dead. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It is Valkyria, and that's what's supposed yeah. to happen. But mm-hmm. it's not not always the fun part. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, you have to, you know, always end a turn underneath something so that when her beams of fucking destruction come down, they don't just one-shot everybody. <laughs> destruction rains from the heavens. That's that's basically what she does. It's really... <laughs> and she will, like, do it as interception fire as well. So you're just oh, running across good! the map, And all of a sudden... Die! Boom, boom, boom. Oh my god, that's dope. <laughs> There's one tank that keeps showing up that the radiator is on top, oh. so the the four gunners or not the the uh, the guys with rocket launchers, lancers, the, lancers, they don't get a good shot at it. So you have to kind of use the uh, the grenadiers who oh, have. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You have to ma- give the grenadiers yeah. a reason to exist. But I thought the grenadiers kind of are better than lancers. The Lancers in general. I didn't use Lancers a ton in this game. Mm. But then, like, I don't know. It just... They they just throw a lot of really crazy stuff at you in this game. So, like, a lot of people were kind of complaining on the forums. Like, every mission is just, like, see what bullshit they're going to throw at you and then restart so that you can be prepared. Uh... I didn't have that bad of a time. Like, mm-hmm. most missions I was still able to scrape by on the first turn, on the first attempt. Yeah. There was one, though, where, like... Your characters know they're walking into a trap, and not, and you as the player know you're walking into a trap. Sure. But then, like when you capture a certain enemy base, it just spawns like twenty enemies on the map, and some of them just spawn like on top of all your units. What? So, I'll, yeah, it's really clunky. It's one of the like one part that I was like, no, you really could have handled that better. That's... It's really not fair to just have a bunch of enemies appear on top of you. No, that's that's pretty shit. <laughs> yeah. But then when I yeah, and then when I redid that one and I was like, okay, this time I'm using lancers. I'm positioning like four of them up on this building so that they can hit that tank with the radiator on top from the top. Mm-hmm. So I just get, I just get a whole bunch of up uh, them up there and then I know it's going to appear on this one turn and I just fucking dump into it and win like immediately. <laughs> So it's like once you have a little, you know, foresight into what's going to happen, and like some also become too easy. Uh, but I had a good time with the gameplay. It's 
it gets nuts at points. It feels like they're kind of pushing those systems a little past the breaking point. Mm-hmm. God, the, the final boss took me like two hours. It just keeps going. Oh, like like it took two hours because <laughs> you kept losing or just because it's like no, a big I, epic I fight? Didn't, because it's a big epic fight. I, I didn't lose. I just, I was like, okay, it's been an hour. I'm going to drop a save here. They let you save mid-mission. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is the one time where it's like, I will be okay. Save's coming a bit yeah. because I'm not just... Not just redoing the first hour. Redoing an entire fucking fight that long would be a bit ridiculous. I thought I was going to, like, you know, get home from work and just polish off the last mission of this game. And then it's like, it's 5 a.m. and I'm still fighting this. Okay, it's good. Now I've got to watch the actual ending. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It went a bit longer than I thought I was going to. Yeah, there's one mission, like, the second to last one. It's like, you have to stop a battleship from escaping it's like your characters are moving down the map and trying to board it but oh it's a it's actually a submarine so like and then every other turn it dives under the water and anybody that's on it will just drown (laughs) (laughs) so it's like they they go some interesting kind of weird places with the gameplay of just like pushing it yeah as far as they can but then like again your abilities are so overpowered where it's like all the care i had like five characters on the thing and it went underwater and they all you know, get KO'd, and I'm like, oh, shock. But then you just summon them back from the camp. Right, It's right. like, it's fine. <laughs> um, The story. The story is very straightforward for, like, 75% of it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, kind of a war thing. They're, the, the plan they have in this game is so stupid. It's just, <laughs> we're going to win the war by taking over the enemy uh, capital city. And you're like, okay, do you, do you have some clever plan to do that? No. We're just going to march north, like, 1,600 miles, <laughs> and just fucking push as hard as we can. That's the plan. Well, I mean, it's, uh... Wow. So there's, you know, there's a big battle at the border, and you actually manage to break through, and then... Yeah. Oh, and Jetstorm in, in chat says, we're going to invade Russia in winter. Yes, that also happens. Oh. Where it's like, it's like October in the game, and they're like, we'll be fine. And then it starts snowing and they're just like, we're not fine anymore. Suddenly everything was not fine. Yeah. So then there ends up, there is a backup plan. So you end up spending a lot of the game on a battleship. That's trying to go around on the ocean mm-hmm. to hit, to hit the capital. So it gives you a nice change of scenery, especially from the first game. Like winter is kind of the main theme of this one. Yeah. But like the story's not doing a ton of interesting stuff. And then, but I do like the characters and then, Story gets pretty crazy in anime towards the end, I will say. Hmm. And like, there's also oh, I... how do that I word last it? Mission like, sounds pretty. Sounds like a lot in a good way. Yeah. Um, so the first game had some very on the nose analogs to the actual World War Two. Yeah. Where you mentioned Rosie being big old a racist. racist, big old racist. <laughs> like this game has, you know, or the first game has very poignant message about like discrimination and race and yeah, like, yeah. how that goes. So this game's kind of World War II analog is extremely on the nose. It's uh it's nuclear weapons. Oh. Okay. Because the plan you find out a little bit of spoilers, you the plan you find out is not just take over the enemy capital city. No, that's not enough. 
It's uh Oh, we're going to we're going it, to It's not it's to not have an enemy capital city Yeah, by the time we're just you're done. not going to have one anymore. Yeah, we're we're, we're bringing the nuke. Hmm. And there's just not going to be one anymore. I mean, that's that's a solid plan. Hmm. We're pretty sure this will win the war for us. <laughs> we thought it through. So, the whole time I'm kind of like I increasingly get the feeling over the course of like the end game that like Maybe we're not doing the right thing here. Maybe oh. we're kind of the assholes. Are we the baddies? Yeah, <laughs> and I thought they were going for that, and they kind of don't get there in the end. Uh, but I think there is a lot of, like, you feel these characters, like, continually justify doing the wrong thing for the greater good. Oh, man. And it's just, it does, it does get kind of rough. Yeah, that feels real rough. We're like, there's a mission where <laughs> you have to send some characters to die. Oh, good. And then it's for the greater good. It's to save everybody else. Sure, sure, sure. But you have to, you have as you actually have to choose characters that will go on the suicide mission. It's a little rough. Oh, man. And there's, so I actually. Shocking thing for me, I actually play the both games on English. Mm -hmm. I just think it feels more natural because it's a World War II thing set in, you know, Europe. Mm -hmm. There's unique mm -hmm. dialogue for every random NPC, mm -hmm. like squad member, for when you select them as the character to go on the suicide oh, mission. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, good. So they're like, huh, I'll gotta go sometime. This... I'm not afraid to die. Like, oh, just really. Well, better go so tell go, the wife. Better go tell the wife and kid I won't be home for dinner. Oh, so I select one character. Oh no! And she, and she goes, you know, this just feels right. And I'm like, okay, you seem cool with it. Bye. Because <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to not just cheap out and use a character and just throw a character that I haven't used the entire game at it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it it has a little mm -hmm. more weight if I actually use somebody I like. Right. So, so like, she's one of the characters I like, and I'm like, okay, but she's a good class for the mission <laughs> as well. And she and she said, this just feels right. She's cool with it. And then at the end of the mission, oh. there's actually a unique cutscene for that character. Oh, dear. Where she goes, I'm leaving up behind a husband to bring you bastards to hell with me. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh. oh so I'm like... So probably every character probably has like an extra little scene unique for them. I'm just like, oh man. Oh, you really did it this time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's rough. And then there's the whole like... Eat your heart out, Spec Ops the line. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and then there's the whole end game where they're trying to, you know, get the nuke into the enemy city. Sure. And they know... A lot of civilians are about to die if they do this. And it's uh -huh. just like, are we the bad guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we definitely feel because they never really go into why the war started. Maybe the first game does that more and they didn't want to repeat that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then things happen and there's a super anime scientist villain that kind of shows up at the end to mm. kind of wash everyone's hand of sin and it feels a little cop-out-y. Oh, weird. But I had a good time yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. there's, there's definitely stuff to think about in there. Yeah. 
And it's just like, mm-hmm. even, even like as with me feeling they copped out a little bit at the end, like even the characters are reflecting on the war. They just, the ones that survived are reflecting on what had they just gone through. And they're just not even sure if it actually made them better people. Oh, it's a little, geez. it's a, it's a pretty bittersweet ending still. Like, Hey, the, the war game probably shouldn't actually be pro war. It's fine. Like this, like it's not call of duty. Yeah. Yeah. They're de- they're definitely like not saying that this was a great thing that happened. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of appreciated that. Cool. Um. So, so funny thing is that Valkyria Chronicles One was one of the earlier games I talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. and then now I'm kind of coming. And now full we're coming full the circle. next one. Right. Right. So then, speaking of coming full circle, the next game I played a bit of was Yakuza Six. Hey, Yakuza! <laughs> it's back. <laughs> So this, so Yakuza 6 came out, God, like three or four years ago on PS4. Yeah. And I have slowly been working my way up, or quickly at times, where I played like three of them in 2018. Mm-hmm. So to this point, not in it this order. It's been a fun journey. God, I think Yakuza 4 Go I still watch. played while we were doing the podcast. Like that was, I think that was 2014. I, I don't remember so. exactly. I think maybe I played it before the podcast, but it was on my game of the year list. Mm. Mm. But that's this has also been like a long recurring journey. So not in this order, but I have played Yakuza 0, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, 3, 4, and 5, and Judgment, which isn't part of the main kind of it, it's, it's Yakuza adjacent enough to yeah. count it. But as far as like Kiryu's story goes, I've played every single one sure. up to 6 now. And then the, they, so I bought it on PS4 last year, and then of course a month later they finally say the PS the PC version is coming mm-hmm. after like four years, and I'm like, okay, well I'll just wait for that, obviously. And then the PC version comes and it's crashing a lot for me. Oh. Oh. It runs it runs really well. Mm-hmm. It just crashes a lot at any sort of load or randomly. It's just I just can't figure out why is. Like, have you found any kind of, like, consensus of other people that are having these similar issues as you? Or is this just, like, this something that feels really isolated? So I stopped looking at the forums after I kind of gave up on it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people were having problems where the game just wouldn't even launch. So, which is different from mine. Mine was that it launches and runs fine, and then it crashes. Mm. Everybody else was like, it doesn't run at all. Mm. So they're probably focusing on that right now. Sure. So I did the completely rational thing of ordering a new computer. I mean, that's what you do when a video game doesn't work on your current rig, is you just buy a new computer. Because, <laughs> I like, Yakuza cost me to blue screen once, which has, like, never happened. Yeah. I was, like, kind of kind of a lot. Uh, Beepner in chat asked if I'm overclocking. I, I've never overclocked. Um, mm-hmm. So I blue screened once, and I was just like, uh-oh. That's and then I did- never good. And then, like, a couple days later, I blue-screened again, not even playing Yakuza. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, that's, that's a scary sign. Uh, blue screens yeah. are usually indicative of driver or hardware issues, and that's yeah. never fun to fucking troubleshoot. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to go on Newegg and look at PCs, and then I find something I'm, like, really attracted to. And I'm <laughs> like, well... I'm not going to buy the first one I see. So then I spend like two hours looking on Amazon, looking on Best Buy, looking more on Newegg. And then I ended up buying that first one. Just like, fuck it. Why not? Awesome. Yeah. 
So that'll I be bought, here too. I bought um my new I bought my new laptop last year and it has really Ooh. really treated me well. Hmm, it's nice. been nice. I mean, this computer I'm on right now, I got it in 2013, so it's like it's been a bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I got my I got mine in 2012, so we we waited the exact same amount of time. Yeah. It's just it's a little salt. I'm a little salty because I did buy a video card in like 2018 to yeah. to keep this one relevant. So it's like, but then I I looked at the list of games I'd played in 2019 and it was a lot of like kind of heavy duty 3D stuff. So I'm like, okay, I don't feel like out of it. It wasn't unused. It just I did want to last a little longer, but yeah, yeah, you know, it happens. Um, so that's kind of my first segment is those cool. two the two big Sega games. Gotcha. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll be talking about Yakuza Six properly next time. Hey, that would be that'd be ideal. We got to get this. We got to continue the journey. We got to get to seven, the good one. Because yeah, then I want to play seven like immediately. Yeah, like we just got like that's me. Like I just want to like I want to play zero and then I want to play the good one. <laughs> I'm just gonna play zero and seven. I mean, they absolutely they <laughs> they renamed seven like, like a, dragon, a dragon just because so that people would just be yeah. like. I mean, it's not a Kiryu story. Yeah, so. it's literally they're like, okay, we're finally making this break because we're, it's probably fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, as far as I've always heard, is that Six definitively ends his story. Yeah. And then there was a pretty long break. They made Judgment, and now they're making Seven, but it's a new protagonist. And it's an RPG now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. But even then, even having played all of them and Judgment, just going around beating up dudes in six, I was like, I'm still here for this. I still just have a really good time. Awesome. Fucking mashing square, hitting triangle, and then doing the big <laughs> heat action. Doing the oh, heat actions. Smash that dude's head into a car. Cool. Yeah. Like, I'm still here for all that, but, like, seven seems so good. Yeah. Well, seven is just... Everything I've seen is completely and utterly bonkers in a way yeah, that, that the series has always kind of hinted at, but they finally yeah. just decided, you know what, we're going to jump the shark on purpose. Well, it seems like instead of just making you do heat actions, that's just kind of what the combat that's is. That's what the what combat everything... is. Yeah, everything's yeah. a fucking heat action. And that's a genius way to do about it. Yeah. Go about it, because some of the heat actions, like, they get so context-specific that it's hard to see everything. Yeah. So by doing it as an RPG, like just being like, okay, hit this button, like to have more knowledge of what attack you're doing before you just, because everything is activated with triangle and the other ones. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes you'll just hit triangle and not know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Cause even, even in the little bit of six I played, they're like attack and hit triangle while an enemy with a blunt object is attacking you and you'll counter and do this, like take it out of their hands. It's like, but sometimes you'll hit triangle and it'll just do a totally different move, like because they're all contacts. Yeah, stuff. like it's all like the and and, you, and a lot of the times the game does not communicate to you what those contacts are. Yeah, it just flashes the triangle and you hit triangle and something cool happens basically. Yeah, yeah it's the cool button. Yeah, it's a very cool button. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Polly, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Ah. There was a del- there was a really nice segue there because I played a game where you press the triangle to do cool stuff randomly. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Man, Holly, go ahead. Pull the it's fucking fine. bandaid off. Let's do it. Let's do it, John. <laughs> hold off. Let's go. Press the triangle button, please. 
I'm going to press the sleep button. So <laughs> I'll see y'all in there. It's literally, I, it's a game where contextually cool. Sh- you get prompted to press the triangle button and then your character does cool shit. Mm-hmm. And it's some really cool shit. That is, that is fair. And they both started on the PS2. That's, there you go. Look at this. What could he possibly be talking about? I'm sorry for interrupting the segue. I was just like so juiced up for that. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this fr- did, yeah, did, does Adam even want to come in for this segment? And I'll oh, just God. I'll just give over the I'll just give over the microphone for the next hour. <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm not gonna take an hour. Um, but I play Kingdom Hearts too. I started on Friday because I last uh, Friday previous week. And was ju- and then just blazed the game thing the whole thing in nine days, mm. which is fast now for a thirty hour game. Sure. Um. But yeah, I played um, Chain of Memories in the first game about two years ago. Um. So it's about as long as the games took to come out because I played one and then I like eight months later I played Chain of Memories and then now these two years later I'm playing two, which is about how long it took. Man, you're not going to get to three until, um, like, 2033. <laughs> hey, maybe yeah, four. that's weird. Maybe that's four will be out by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kingdom Hearts 2 is Kingdom Hearts 3. I've just finished the Kingdom Hearts trilogy, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm just going to do a couple quick things, uh, a couple things here. Um, it starts off with, like, three hours with that, with all new characters, and a bunch of stuff from Chain of Memories right away before you even see Sora, which is fucking great. I love the balls that they had yeah. to do that because this is the big sequel. There's no guarantee that everybody played Chain of Memories. Um, and no. Because it's a GBA Yeah, Because it's, it's a, a GBA, GBA game. game. Um, and they just dove head first into it with these completely like unknown characters this fucking weirdo scenario going around the city doing fucking mm-hmm. odd jobs it's like it's the wildest fucking opening to such a hotly anticipated game that is supposed to kind of like you feel like you buy this game and the first thing that's going to happen is it's going to jump the fuck off the, fr- the second you put it in your ps2 and no no you're not getting that it's an extremely extremely chill relentlessly chill for like two hours <laughs> while some... you're just getting to know this guy's friends Roxas's friends it's not the same vibe like, so... yeah go ahead it's not the same vibe for some reason I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid 2 where you play Snake for an hour and then the entire rest of the game is this other character no that it, that's not really the thing they're doing at all it's just mm. it's the opposite yeah, yeah it's it's like it's like if he played as Ryan for three hours and then he went back to playing and, <laughs> and then, then they went back to, and then you went to play the video game that you yeah. wanted to play. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like games, they felt a little more free to fuck with expectations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this this is all the weird dope shit where like it's it's all like you're not sure if this is a fucking dream or a computer or some weird trippy <laughs> thing, and then it pops off at the end in a really wild way again focusing entirely on all these new characters from Pain of Memories <laughs> which is so funny this game has so um, much so balls about... like this game like yep. I admire the big balls this game is carrying around in a gigantic wheelbarrow um, just from the outside looking oh, in yep. it's, it's always fascinated me mm-hmm. um, 
And then... <laughs> so then it, fi it finally resolves the stuff from Chain of Memories there, and then Sora comes back, and then it's like, the music starts up, the title screen drops, and it's like, okay, off to Disney Worlds! Oh. <laughs> and then you go play... And then you go jump, run around Disney Worlds for 10 hours. Mm. Gotta, get to, gotta get to the boring fluff part sometimes. The part people are here for, <laughs> damn it. It is the part that pulled people in, because apparently the first three hours were the boring part that nobody liked. Oh, yeah. Like, like, those, if there's anything that I hear people complain about more about that game, it's that, like, I have to play the start again. So people, common, it's common to people that I've seen. There's like, I keep a save file at the end of that part. <laughs> I mean, if they're speedrunning, I understand. Sure, sure. That's so funny. Because, again, it's just, all right, and now we're going to do the same thing we did in the first game, which is we're going to have a bunch of Disney stuff and then story. Mm. Um, so, a couple big changes here. Um, so, the first game felt like janky 3D mana, kind of. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. felt like. Felt felt a little felt a little bad maybe I liked it I liked how it felt basically. I'm like I, I think that it's very clearly a first try um, I don't think it's bad I think that just like that camera just mm -hmm. does not work the way it needs to and that combat does not have uh -huh. the impact that it needs um, it's just not there yet is really kind of what I get from that first game. I really liked beating up Heartless in the first one. I really liked how that that felt. Um, the last the last dungeon, especially, is just like a string of right. basically combat gauntlets. And yeah. Like, yep. This is what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and then it ba mostly fell apart for me with all the big bosses. The, yeah, they aren't. They're not really put together well. I don't think they're not there. No, they're not all the way there. No. Um, but much worse than that for me was the first game being like completely inscrutable all the time on what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Event flag hunting. It is a it is a nightmare of event flag hunting. I finally gave up like five hours in and just pulled up a guide because yeah. it was so... It's not fun. ...dense and slow. And, like, I remember walking, running around King Tarzan World for an hour. Oh, God. Out. I was supposed to walk into an unmarked tent yeah. and that triggered the next cutscene. Fuck that shit. I know exactly what you're talking about because I can see myself sitting <laughs> in a chair on a Sunday morning doing the same thing and running into that tent mm -hmm. and getting very angry. This is why every mm -hmm. 3D game now just has a map and a fucking mini marker. Like, waypoint things. Just flashing. People don't this know how to fucking guide players properly, apparently. Yeah. So they just, like, put a fucking mm -hmm. flashing red dot, like, go here. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, probably preferable to how <laughs> this game does it. And also, there's the gummy ship levels. And guess what? Oh. Every time you go between worlds, you gotta do the gummy God. ship levels again. Oh, They're so boring, too. God. It's not even... So it's not boring. E it's not even an interesting, fun, schmuppy kind of thing. It's just slow and fucking boring. I would. Um, I was playing on an emulator, so I would just frame skip and there then mash go. the X button, and then I would get through yep. every time. Yep, that's smart. <laughs> that's great game design when you can just fucking tank it. <laughs> I know. So I love the story bits at the start of Kingdom Hearts One. I thought it was really evocative and creepy and cool. Yeah, the way they set things up on that first island, mm -hmm. um, and I completely adored um, the climax of it—the Hollow Bastion and the um, and then the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I thought it was dope bunch of disney stuff in the middle and the disney stuff was 
inscrutable to play, (laughs) and that made it much more taxing. Mm -hmm. So, handful of things about Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, The gummy ship levels, you only have to do them once now, and then that unlocks that path forever, so you don't have to do them more than once. That's really nice. (laughs) Is that a a final mix uh, change, or is that like what it was like in the original release? I don't know. Mm. That's what it's like in Final Mix. Okay. Um, I don't know if they fixed that. And I played the PS2 Kingdom Hearts 1 and I played Final Mix Kingdom sure. Hearts 2 because yeah, I stopped trusting yeah. PS2 emulation. Mm. Um, and the waypointing and event flagging, they don't. They give you a mini-map, but they don't put a marker on it. They don't actually go that far mm-hmm. of telling you exactly where to go. It is crystal clear the whole time. I knew exactly. Okay. I was. I never hit an event flag issue once throughout the game. I wow. always. It was. It felt very smooth without, without straight up just giving you a, a way marker either. Yeah. So it felt very well done to me. I mean, if they just say, "Hey, go into one of the tents," like you know what to check, instead of just yeah. <laughs> running around for an hour. Mm. And they and they're better about having Sora go. Oh, we don't need to go there right now. When you go try to go someplace irrelevant, ah. um, I it felt nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the fighting is really good. It looks so <laughs> like, much really... better. <laughs> yep, it feels like Devil May Cry. It feels like Devil May Cry to it's, me. It's like Devil May I'm... Cry for babies. Um... Because it looks it's really dead. like, from my understanding, like it, like it's very simple. A lot it's of it is really just, easy. A lot of it is just mash the button, and it, you start do, like mash the because there's a lot of cool buttons. Yep, like the cool triangle button. Yeah. Um, but then they have in the final mix version, they add some like optional bosses. Mm-hmm. So like very early on, I hit an optional boss that I that was way too early for me to be fighting. Mm. So I just bashed my head against it for ninety minutes, <laughs> and I was like oh, wait a minute, this is like an actual action game because I was like learning the patterns and blocking things and parrying things and getting better and getting further in the fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. There, there's meat here, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I probably, I think if I played it on like Proud or Critical, I would have a real good time with this as an action game. Mm. Um, I think my issue was I just didn't trust it enough to want to mm-hmm. make that investment. And I think that that that's gonna take t- longer. that's in entirely fair uh everybody i know that plays these games though they play this they they play two three and further games like on critical and proud pretty regularly Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's i I, i'm already kind of anticipating playing it um oh frank says that's how it is in the original is that the gummy ships you only have to do once cool um because like whenever there was a hard fight it was juicy i had a lot of fun with them Mm -hmm. um and the end game bosses are just really delicious because they're all like, most of them are all like human sized. Yeah, and like the, and the... there's a lot of really cool like human fights at the end mm. of that game that look re- like even as somebody like I had no idea what was going on, you know, watching somebody stream it or let's play it. Like I just I look at the fights and it's mm-hmm. like that looks really cool and meaty because the dude's still getting his ass beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like okay, it looks like they 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 picked it up a little bit. Uh, so I'm a little excited <laughs> to to you know for Kingdom Hearts two at least. Mm-hmm. Cause they um, cause the the way they handle like the big bosses too is they just rely a lot more on the contextual button. Yeah, it's a and smart the move. the big bosses, yeah, the big bosses just tend to be more. 
um, spectacle. Set PC. And then they make the... Yeah, set PC. Instead of being inscrutable and the hard part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they make the hard bot. The hard bosses are like the fights with the nobodies, where you're one on one with a person that is running around the field and often has some of this, a lot of the same abilities as you. Yeah, like you've um, got to like you've got a one on one that shit. Energy. Yeah, that's good shit. Yep, it's good shit. So it's much meatier as an action game, even though the game itself is just dirt easy for almost all of it. <laughs> yeah. Just that, yeah, just nothing. Like, I didn't game There's, over for, like, 15 <laughs> hours. There's no way to just raise the difficulty. That's unfortunate. No, no, no. This is PS2. This is PS2 style. You are locked into the difficulty you've selected. Did you ever play so bad that um, Mickey Mouse rescued you? <laughs> um, Yeah, actually. Nice. I was like, oh, shit, a boss that's hard enough for me to for me to lose on. Oh, never mind. Mickey's here. Mickey, Mickey revived. It's you, okay. you can still turn... You can still turn him off. Mm. Um... So one more one more big structure thing here is mm -hmm. that the game does a bunch of Disney shit and then it has like a really big 2-hour finale beat and then it does a bunch of Disney shit and then it does the actual finale. So instead of it just being the, the first game was just the beginning and the end was the story and then this one kind of deal, dull, makes the Disney level shorter and then doles them out a little better. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's good. That's, that that, so that sounds like nice. a smarter way to pace this game. Mm. So basically what I'm getting at is that this game was John I just, I just... <laughs> The suspense is killing me. That was the most amazing I just disconnected for a second. That's the you best fucking... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that this game was Disconnect Hang Up Sound. <laughs> Alright, what I said was that this game is absolutely buttery smooth. Um, went down just great the whole time. I just played mm -hmm. it continuously and... I can't believe you finished it all. Yeah, like this... Like, I expected yeah. this to be like a two-week three-week project for you and it literally ended up weeks, being like, yeah. five days or some shit john binges it was so a 40 hour game like i've done games <laughs> like that both... too like i binged the fuck out of atelier riza so i know like and, and those two games mm -hmm. are similar in length so i've done it it's just like something like kingdom hearts seems a lot more fucking meaty to me to try to do that with i guess It worked out because I because I finished I did almost I finished all the keyholes which is our you, you do all the Disney worlds hell yeah you optional. finished those keyholes you finished them right <laughs> yeah. off yeah I plunged my keyblade into a lot of the plunged holes it all right as deep as you could <laughs> go um, you went nub deep in them sons um, of bitches I didn't try <laughs> you ever tried two keyholes I didn't try at once? fighting yes <laughs> 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 and then you snap your <laughs> stupid. Oh my fucking Christ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so this was what I, so when I'm saying it was really smooth and I played it really quickly, what I'm saying is I was constantly having visceral fun playing this baby easy game for babies. And it sure. Was really sure. And yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> hey Monty, <laughs> just jumped in. Good timing. 
Um, oh. So I had so so I um so I was like having fun playing all the Disney levels, and I was having fun, mm-hmm. and I was which it was which wasn't true in the first game because it was because it, it was kind of a nightmare. Um, <laughs> so what? And it, instead of it being um instead of it being like a chore to get through to get to the story bit, it was more just mm-hmm. like here are the fun video game levels you play in between the story bits. It's like, here are the five temples you have to go visit. And then you get back mm. to the story instead of, so it just felt like I'm, Oh, I'm just playing a fun video game. This is yeah. fine. Um, which is what chain of memories felt like. Cause that game had really fun, good bosses and it doled out the story at a really nice pace. Mm. Um, and then the ending goes fucking completely buck wild insane. And I cried a whole lot, <laughs> several times. Name a fucking video game where that does not happen. Name one. Name yeah. one, John. Oh, the what? The um, John doesn't cry at the end of? Yeah, like name one. Name one. Uh, I'm actually struck. <laughs> I just love the fact that like Atelier Verona. Atelier Verona. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, but but like. There's a difference, like, between welling up a little bit and then full-on sobbing. Right. Uh, this one. Oracle of Seasons. There's one I didn't cry at. <laughs> um, fuck that game. <laughs> um, so, it just becomes, like, Buckwild Shonen finale, which is what it is in the, in the mid-game finale, too. It's just, like, really, really good, stupid shonen. And I wasn't really expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was kind of dreading this one because my Kingdom Hearts friends are also my um, artsy, classy video game friends. Mm. And I finished the first game, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool. This is it's you know it's really hard. It's really annoying to play, but the story is <laughs> actually really nice. This is." And then Chain of Memories is like, "Oh, these are really hard bosses and a very subtle story." Um, so somehow the artsy the artsy friends that really like Kingdom Hearts um, don't like Kingdom Hearts two the most, of course. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be the boring one for for normies that I have to get through to get to the cool shit, which is pretty much exactly what it is. But it turns out I'm big and dumb, and I love <laughs> the big dumb normie shit. Yeah, like big and I dumb nor- this one. Is- big dumb normie shit has a lot of appeal around here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're on these parts. We like, like big, dumb, and nerdy. <laughs> and I didn't parse out like, oh, this is a Tetsuya Nomura game. I've seen some stuff he's done. He gets really wild and big. And so when I'm at the when I'm playing this Kamiya finale, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is why everybody's really into Kingdom Hearts. Oh fuck! Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my brain is exploding! I oh, Lord. finally oh, get Lord. it! How is, wait, there's another form? Wait, there's another form? Wait, there's another form? It's so good! Um, And then, like, even, like, as I was playing it, everybody is... There is just a miasma of Kingdom Hearts takes online. So the second you start talking about Kingdom Hearts Miasma, you start uh, absorbing, oh you start boy. osmosing it in from other oh, people. Oh, good. So, so the, the osmosis I was getting was like, well, yeah, it's good, but, you know, I was most interested in the Organization 13 and Roxas stuff, and the game doesn't really pay that off well. 
Mm. Um, and then I get to the ending, and it pays it off really explosively and really well. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't like luxuriate in it, but it brings it home in a really good way. And I found out that part of that was because there is a very, very good boss fight and a very good cutscene that were apparently added to the, which was the first time oh. I really started crying at the game, which oh. were added for the final mix version. Wow. Oh no. Oops. Oh. Oopsie doopsie. Oh, that might, yeah. Like when you make four versions of your video game, you might stumble onto a stroke <laughs> yep. of genius uh, in, in adding and, and adding things to said video game. So it's <laughs> Kingdom Hearts finished edition. Yes, this is the one. This is the one you want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mean, basically like it adds it adds an, an extra layer to Roxas's story that it really, really needed, and mm-hmm. that's really important because you spend the first three hours of the game with him. Mm. So it makes more sense that I understand why um maybe people thought that the beginning was inessential if the original game maybe bungled paying that off a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, the, the payoff at the very end is really good, but I think it still needed that extra kick that the mm. final mix adds. Mm. Um, it's also a really fucking hard fight. It's, like, weirdly hard. <laughs> so I think I remember hearing at least one person complain, like, they added a fight that made it too hard. Um, which is fair if you're, like, an RPG player and you're jumping into this Devil May Cry game. Yeah, I think that that... Most 30 hours that, of it is baby easy. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be that person that has to, like, satiate you know like the rpg crowd who i'm not saying rpgs are easy mm-hmm. but they're easier to interface with a lot of the times due to fact that they're mostly menu driven yeah. and things like that so when you pull out something like kingdom hearts and you know you give the player a cool button that lets them do cool stuff the whole time and then throw something <laughs> weirdly fucking hard and roadblocky in their way that's got to feel real bad sometimes mhm Although, to be fair, Kingdom Hearts 1 was pretty fucking hard. Mm. And then Chain of Memories was um, a miserable game for hell wizards that are <laughs> that can see the code it, like the Matrix. They can just go... So, like, oh, I understand these systems. I remember somebody um, pl- telling me their experience of playing Chain of Memories once and then, like, halfway into the game, they finally understood what slates were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, man, everybody has that moment. Like, that's very... That's, like... I've never played the game, but even I kind of gathered from having seen bits and pieces of it that, oh, that's probably the only way you're going to be actually able to do damage at some point, isn't it? Oh, yep. It's basically with Chain of Memories, there are like eight roadblock bosses, and one of them is bet time to learn slates. Mm. (laughs) Or slights or whatever. (laughs) So, this game um, pays off the trilogy of the story really thoroughly in a way I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting, like, Organization 13's story to feel this resolved. I wasn't expecting to be this... feel For for a series with, like, eight, with like eight, or eight or nine games, um, I wasn't expecting 2 to feel this, like, complete um, coming off the end of it, especially when 1 has a very ambiguous ending on mm-hmm. purpose, and then Chain of Memories has a straight-up this-is-not-the-end ending. Right. Um, so it just... They just fucking nailed it in a really good way. And I feel, I definitely feel like I, I get Kingdom Hearts thoroughly now. Um, and I'm excited for more of the weird, cool shit. 
um, which is throughout. I I feel like um, I want more of the weird stuff, and the next games are going to deliver that for me. Um, but the the Shonen finale, Kingdom Hearts, treated me really right. <laughs> so that that's that's what I wanted to get across because mm-hmm. nobody got it across to me mm. was that Kingdom Hearts is really stupid in a very fun way. <laughs> That's the thing. And it gets really big and really stupid. I think I think the Go issue ahead. that I've run into and in, in hearing people talk about Kingdom Hearts and having talked to various fans is that I they want it to sound smarter than it is. But it's kind of just big and dumb. And I, that's good because that's, that's how you big, that's how yeah. you appeal to me is you tell me something is gigantic and stupid, I'm gonna be there. But don't mm-hmm. like but don't sit there and try to convince me of how smart your video game is or how winding and and confusing the narrative is. Like, why would you tell somebody that? Like if I like if I'm trying to get somebody into mm-hmm. Xenosaga or Xenogears, I'm not gonna be sitting there and telling them, Yeah, the story's really hard to get into and impenetrable and you, there's a lot of proper noun usage <laughs> and you'll probably have to look up. That's not the part I'm gonna be telling people about. And I feel that in conversations with Kingdom Hearts fans, they like to tell me about the least appealing parts of their game when the best stuff is man it's big and stupid and loud mm-hmm. and it's big and stupid and loud in like that very nice disciplined way where it's earning those big emotional right. beats and right. it just goes hard for them um so like that's the like it doesn't go quite as big as like a wonderful 101 mm-hmm. but it combines that kind of spectacle with like a way stronger simple story than I've gotten from like a Kami game for yeah. for instance. Like that that was the big thing for me was like, oh you really fucking nailed this beat. There's a moment there were like a bunch of moments at the end where I was just like wailed. <laughs> like, I can't believe you did this to my heart <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Um Frank says it is a perfect game for teenagers and that is very correct. It is such, such, such good teenager energy. And a, a lot of people, a lot of fans, way. a lot of fans caught this game when they were teenagers. So it makes yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of sense. See, like when, when Kingdom Hearts came out, I was 22. So I, I was at a point in my life the where I was perfect maybe... age to not like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah that was, it, that was much. the point in time where like. You're at that point in time where you're starting to want to kind of leave some of that teenage angst behind, but then you want to, but you know, you don't realize that around the time, the time you hit like 28, you're going to just be like right back there, baby. (laughs) But but from like, but from like, but from like 20 to 26, you're trying Mm -hmm. to distance yourself from those kinds of things. So I see why Kingdom Hearts probably didn't initially grab me. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I remember when that came out, like people on Newgrounds were talking about it. They were doing like simple and clean collab and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's the Disney RPG. Why are you fucking taking the Disney shit? Seriously? <laughs> Aren't we a 20 year olds here? <laughs> <laughs> and look at us now. And it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't help that that first game is pretty jank in a lot of ways. And that makes I it mean, harder it, to it, interface with. Didn't even matter though. I just saw it was a Disney RPG. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, just ignore. Just I do not see it." <laughs> that's the that's another thing about me um, is that I am I, I've kind of pushed this part of me down because it 
it's too much of too much ex-wife angst but i'm like there was a I, there's a big disney ass disney nerd in me yeah like uh-huh really fucking into that stuff really fucking into all the movies that mm-hmm. are featured in this i was like not even like the not even like just lion king and beauty and the beast but i'm like it's mulan world i love mulan i love that movie um <laughs> i've never oh seen mulan god. actually oh there you go oh my god little mermaid world this makes me so happy well I, okay we know exactly singing. why little mermaid world doing it for you no i no but i also just really like the i really yeah, really okay, like the little funny. mermaid movie as a story I mean, that was one of the first movies I ever saw in theater. So, yeah. It's very, yeah. Um, so, I was freaking out the whole time just on, a, like, a craft. Because <laughs> they put so much work into making the, selling the Disney worlds. Mm-hmm. And so, I was enraptured throughout with those two. I'm not an actual, I'm not an actual, like, either 12-year-old or you, reviewer in 2005 who thinks that the Disney shit is the point. No. It's the candy to to go with the 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 actual meat, which is the big fucking shonen stupid shit, which is great. Um, so yeah, I really love this. It's a really it's really nice coming off of Xenogears, I think, because these stories are kind of uh, these stories are a lot smaller because most of it is the Disney stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like eight hours of story, <laughs> and then they just are really good and disciplined with it. Um. So this was like a nice antidote to kind of the sprawl of that for of that game, hmm. um, and it's also not a Murray either. <laughs> it's very different from that RPG experience. <laughs> so I had a blast. Um, I'm very excited to dip more into the extended Kingdom Hearts world. I'm really excited for the next one because um, it's famously sad. <laughs> Three fifty eight mm. over two days. Yeah. Um, and it's all, I think it's all about Roxas and Axel, who I am deeply invested in now. Yeah. Um, you can eat ice cream. And I can play it portably. <laughs> eat ice cream. Oh my god, the ice cream. <sighs> Polly. Yes. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, Where did you walk away? <laughs> been up to much you know I, mm. one of those time point in time points in time where it's just like okay i've done a bunch of stuff and now i don't want to do anything anymore mm. but i did do something mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago something caught my eye uh and, and it's a follow-up to sort of the last time we were here i played a dungeon crawler yeah. called labyrinth of refrain uh i bounced off of it but after the fact Somebody like I was I, I did uh, I did a few episodes of my Labyrinth of Toho Two Let's Play and our good pal Gash eighty six said the name of a genre of a, of, of 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 a dungeon crawler that I had never thought of before. He said he said auto battle dungeon mm-hmm. crawler and as soon as he said that everything about Labyrinth of Refrain made sense. It's still not my thing. I don't mm-hmm. really want to play it, but but I was just like okay that's cool. So. I was at peace with that. And then I finished my Etrian Odyssey 4 play, uh, replay. It was a good time. Had a good time. Still in the dungeon crawler mood. And across my timeline comes Mary Skelter Finale announced for the West. Oh, boy. I was like, what? Finale? That's interesting. Like, that, that, 
I mean, that kind of tells me there's some kind of prestige here. Like, like you, you are telling a complete narrative. Like, that you've taken this game that I had some initial interest in, and then there was a second one, and now there's a third one, and you're calling it the finale, and you're finishing this series, that when things are complete stories and big, complete things, I, my attention gets mm -hmm. reignited a little bit. And mm -hmm. Mary Skelter, in and of itself was appealing to me because it's like this 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 fantasy like fairy tale inspired horror dungeon crawler kind of thing going on um and i i played uh mary skelter nightmares i think it was maybe a year or two ago and i kind of bounced off of it because uh i got to a point to where i just did not feel the game was giving me the tools or things necessary to proceed and i just kind of felt brick walled by everything um, so, um, and what I was specifically running into, it was just like, it was an issue of communication where the game had very early told me about class changes for your characters, uh, which you can start doing mechanically at level 10, but you need resources to make the job changes. So you need a certain amount of each type of blood crystal to change to that job and the issue that i was running into <clears throat> when i originally played the game they were not giving me blood crystals to make these happen so it was just mm -hmm. like am i not engaging with this game properly or is the game not balanced because the issue also came mm -hmm. up of like the only way you can shop in this game is you have to randomly run into a merchant in the dungeon there is a general mm -hmm. store where you can buy healing items at the main base, but you can only buy weapons and armor and accessories at the randomly generated merchant Ugh. in the dungeon. So I felt like, oh, okay, this game's just badly designed or I don't get it, whatever. So with the announcement of Finale, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still interested in this thing because I still love these character designs. I love the setting. I want to know why everybody says this is a good dungeon crawler and why I'm not, I'm the one that seems to not be getting it. Which is, this is a thing that happens mm -hmm. to me a lot is I always kind of like, I bounce off of something and then I have to fucking figure out why. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to, you want to parse. You're, yeah. You're trying to, it's frustrating when you don't, understand yes try to arrive at that understanding yeah because it's it's one of those cases where it's just like literally like i feel like everybody's like it's that squidward spongebob and patrick picture where i'm on the inside <laughs> and everybody else is outside playing mary skelter and having a great time and i'm just standing there like <laughs> whatever <laughs> me and kingdom hearts right right <laughs> so what i did was i went back to the game and i was like i I'm putting down the file that I had going, which was like seven hours in. I'm going to start over. I'm just, fuck it. Oh, wow. Let's start oh. completely over, start a new game, and I'm not going to okay. worry about a single damn thing that this game throws at me. I'm not going to worry about job changing. I'm not going to fucking worry about weapon upgrading. I'm going to play this game until I run into a brick wall and see what happens. So 
I just, mm-hmm. I played the game. I invested skill points into the skills that I knew were useful. Like, okay, I'm fighting a bunch of enemies that are weak to fire right now. So let's just get some fire skills or like, let's give this character extra hit points. Let's make sensible choices and not worry about the the other big systems that the game keeps telling me about that I just can't engage with right now. Um, so I get to a boss and it's very hard and it's right after they introduced the idea of job class changes again and it's just like oh here we go this is it isn't it like i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be stuck Mm -hmm. here again so i strategize my way around a little bit finally i I beat the boss like i do it okay all right fine like I, i can i do it i still did it so i was like okay so what happens now? What happens now? We go to the next area. First fight I get into, they start dropping the right blood crystals <laughs> for job changes. Uh, Within five fights, I have enough to get everybody classed to something new. <laughs> it's so, like, just move the fucking tutorial. They, they gave me the job change tutorial like hour one. And I was not mm. able to actually interface with it until hour four or five. And that was like with me speeding mm. through the dialogue this time because I already knew the story up to this point. So I just skipped all the cutscenes and did all of the dungeoning up to that point. So like, so like I shaved a couple hours off, but that's still a long time of like to, from tutorial to actual implementation. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm back to enjoying the game again. Um, like the story starts picking up. Like the the aesthetic is still like that's the hook. Like right. Like it's it's awesome looking. Like I love these characters. It's 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 a great setting. Uh, the dungeons are progressively like getting more twisty, turny, and puzzly. I'll have you know, I solved three block pushing puzzles. Oh my god! Three of them. Fuck yeah, Polly! Look at me. Look at look me. at you. Super fucking genius. <laughs> Right here. Are they? Hell yeah. Do, do they involve blood in any way? Um, no, no. They involve shooting an arrow. Aww. Like they, like they're like pillars that like they have an arrow that tells you like what cardinal direction they shoot when an arrow passes through it. So it's one of those type of puzzles where you've got to like line them up and then shoot an arrow through fire and then it goes through all of the pillars. Nice. Uh, so it's just like I did those. Did those. Um. The combat, it's, it's engaging enough. It's, it's a dungeon crawler. Like, you, basically the idea of a lot of dungeon crawlers comes down to, like, you know, with, with normal mook fights, you want to find ways to just clear those as quickly as possible with as few resources as possible. Because you get to the boss fights, and that's kind of where the big, you know, the big things is. And with this game especially, with, like, the bosses appearing at random and chasing you around and being completely unbeatable uh, until a certain part, like, where you, until you destroy the core in the dungeon, like, that that's still, like a cool idea i still think that like the way that each character has her own unique ability within the dungeon to manipulate it with like like one can shoot arrows one places bombs one can run quick for like for like 10 seconds because you need to like get past collapsing bridges and shit um it's still doing a lot of really cool shit with all that um so it's like yeah like this is like it's low budget it's idea factory like it's got cheesecake horniness all over the place <laughs> and it won me back i'm Yay. here i did it like i'm back Aww. on the mary Ske- i'm back on the mary skelter train we're still playing 
We're having a good time. That's so nice. That's so nice. There was is. This, the, was it, this is not the auto battle one, right? No, the, no, 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 no. Mary Skelter is very much. This is a regular dungeon crawler. Yeah, this is a dungeon crawler very similar to, um, you, you know, like Etrian Odyssey, where you, you're, you, like, the skills that your characters get really fucking matter. Like, it's not a bunch of passives that you get and then mm-hmm. you press the auto battle button. Uh, you're really actually building each character and all that fun stuff. Um,. So was the was the stream was your stream of Mary Skelter was that in the first phase or the second phase? Second phase. It was where I'd I'd come around. Like okay. I was starting. Like I was yeah. I, I streamed okay. it when I was just getting to the point to where I could do job changes and I was starting to see the potential of mm-hmm. characters opening up uh, a lot more. Like mm-hmm. I like I I finally got a character that could like completely nuke battles. It was like oh oh it finally happened. I've got I've reached the moment where I can play this game and like put on like a YouTube video or a stream and play it and make it and play around in fun little mazes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm still having a good time with this video game. Like we like, I'm not going to say idea factory redeemed themselves because this is like, this is like two, <laughs> this game came out in 2016. So, Oh, it, it, before <laughs> the fall. Yeah. This was before the fall, but, so, uh... but idea, but, yeah. but, Mary Skelter is not immune to idea factory stupidity. It had to happen at some point. There's something about the sequel. Oh, boy. So the chronology of this game is fucking (laughs) wild. And it's got me kind of to a point where it's just like, do do I need to change what I'm doing here? (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, okay. Do you mean in the game or in, like, a general life sense? Both, really. It's <laughs> So, Mary Skelter 2 is now apparently the first game in the series. Uh, chronologically. <laughs> okay. So. Delicious. Excellent. It's like Lufia. Mary Skelter 1 is now a DLC whose content gets changed <laughs> to actual canon when you finish Mary Skelter 2, then go play Mary Skelter 1. <sighs> so, this series has a real fucked up release history. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to just have one easy, convenient place to play it. So let me break it down for you. This game was originally released. We always want to start with the first one. Mary Skelter one, Mary Skelter Nightmares was originally released in 2016 on the Beta. Then, two years later, Mary Skelter two was released on the PS4 and Switch. Mary Skelter one, like I said, then became DLC for Mary Skelter two, but the PS4 version was released in Japan only. Mary Skelter 1 PC releases, and it's the Vita version. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so much worse so than So do I you see it... where the problem is starting to arise? So you're playing the version of the game that still thinks it's the first game. I'm the playing the version of the game whose events are no longer canon and do not line up with what the actual chronology is now. Oh, and they didn't release Mary Skelter 2 PS4 nope. in America. Nope. Nope. So Mary Skelter 2's US release is Switch only 
and you could only get physical copies for a week. Because for some reason, despite Idea Factory and Compile Heart distributing all of their own games physically for fucking years, they used fucking shitty bullshit limited run. Oh, this is why you hate them. This is why you've really started yelling about them lately. So, so nobody got this game anywhere close to its release date. A bunch of people probably didn't even get their copies at all, and nobody at, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and nobody at their customer service ever answered because they never do. Uh, and you literally just can't buy it now. You can only get it digitally. Wave of the fucking future, right? So, so like, now I've got this dilemma. It's like, okay, do I just, do I put the brakes on what I'm doing right now and go buy Mary Skelter 2 on Switch, play that, then play Mary Skelter 1, Ugh. then play Finale? Because you've started, you've started Mary, the first one twice now. But it's <laughs> apparently they also made a lot of um, quality of life decisions. Oh my god! With Mary oh. Skelter, with Mary Skelter one, where they they shrunk the size of some of the maps because they're kind of ridiculous. Uh, like I like a big winding map, but they kind of get um, like Mary Skelter's maps have a lot of like just big rooms that are just squares of empty space. And the kind of, like, and you're, you're playing a dungeon crawler and you're filling out the auto map. You're obvious, like, you've seen me play Labyrinth of Toho too. I've got to, yeah. I got to touch every tile. So if it's just like <laughs> big empty rooms, like, so they, like, they fix that in the, um, uh, in the Switch version of the first game by just making new maps. And I don't think that any one of them goes over 25 by 25 tiles where there are maps in Nightmares on PC and Vita that go up to 100 by 100. Uh, the biggest I've seen so far is 60 by 60, and those are those are mammoth already. So knowing that there are like 100 by 100 maps in my future is just like, <gasps> okay, maybe I'm okay looking at two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but here's another but the the capper, the capper to all this is Mary Skelter Finale is releasing on PS4 and Switch in the U.S. Yeah. But, so, so the PS4 is just only going to have Mary Skelter Finale. <laughs> oh, right. It doesn't actually have the first game either. Jesus. No! So, but, but, like, their only concession here, and the only thing that they could think to do, is that Mary Skelter Finale is going to have all the cutscenes from 1 and 2. Just baked into the game that you can just go press a button and read a visual novel for a few hours. Oh, my God. They, they have fucked up. Like, the way that this game is released and the way that this series is presented in such a way that it's just like, I, I don't, like, how do you, I, I could not, like, as, as somebody who, like, kind of wants to play them, I'm <laughs> perplexed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as bad in Japan because then you could just, like, for PlayStation, you could just do Vita. Just it, do just, the PS4 versions. Or, like, the first game was on Vita, and more people there had a Vita. Yeah. It wasn't so obscure. Sure. So you could just do Vita, PS4, PS4, and then all three are on Switch, so that's fine. Yeah. But they really, really tried to bury two in the West. Yeah. No PS4 release, 
Nintendo Switch physical limited run games only. I just don't fucking, just like, kill the franchise at that point. Like, yeah, what are you doing? It literally feels like somebody wanted to take this series out back and put a bullet in its head. And then no PC version. Yeah, no PC like, version of two. They fucked up on all three fronts. Yeah, like like Ghostlight, who did the port. Like like Idea Factory, Compile Heart didn't even do the port of the first game. Uh, it was done by Ghostlight. They just licensed it. Like like it's not even attributed. Oh, really? It's not even attributed to Idea Factory. They're 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 listed as the developer, but they are not the publisher. Can so, you do that? Mm-hmm. Can you just go? Hey, we'll bring. We'll just buy this from you for a PC version. That's apparently what happened. Like, because as far as I know, they contacted Idea Factory to do this. But they have also made it clear, like, we don't have Mary Skelter 2. Like, they, they, you know, like, Ghostlight have been pretty upfront about saying, we don't have it. So, like, I can't just, like, like, I'm stuck. Because, like, part of me is just really like, man, I should probably just get to, just get to, play 2-1 and then finale. And just make that, like, a saga. Finished mm-hmm. one. It's, oh, but, but like, how, how, the ending that I get on this version, like, apparently, like, the entire last two chapters are changed. Oh my god. Like, it doesn't sound, like, this does not sound, like, insignificant, we changed a few lines of dialogue in the ending. This is very, like, no, we just kind of retconned a lot of the first game when we made the second one. Oh my god. It sounds like a fucking disaster! Okay, okay, I think this is, here's my, my solution. You finish one, you play two on Switch... You buy three on PS4, and then you watch the cutscenes from one before starting it. <laughs> I think that might be the smart play. Uh huh. How, how many hours are you into one right now? Um, uh, like twelve. Okay. But you've played okay. a lot of that twice. Okay. I there's I, also like the I feel like you can yeah, but but now you can just you can you can you could just put it down, take a meet, take a beat, buy two, buy two, that, and then you're not I'm gonna want to jump right. And you're not going to want to jump right back into one anyway. So no. it's okay that you'll be revisiting some of that material again. Uh, it's going to be faster and smoother because of all those quality of life additions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John, you were the most like play the original version ever. Now Kingdom Hearts has you being like play the remaster. Well, but I think well, in this obviously, case. Obviously, because the remax of two is the good one. Like in this <laughs> case in particular. In this case in particular, that makes sense because that's what Finale is mm-hmm. assuming now. Like. Mary Skelter uh, 2 re- oh. rewrote Mary Skelter 1 because that's the new canon going into Mary Skelter finale. This is worse than Neptunia. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, this isn't like alternate universes. This is just, it's the same universe and he just rewrote no, a big gob of it for no fucking reason. It's like how Neptunia 1 and canon to the other games, but it's fine because it's separate. This one, they just er- erased the original and kind of changed it a bit. Or a lot. Mary Skelter 2 does not have a Wikipedia page. Nope. <laughs> Only the first one. Has Only a the first page. one does. I mean, to be fair, I've seen <laughs> so many like popular things where like the latest entry doesn't have a Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. Like they seem to be really slacking. Also, one of the main characters Weird. of Mary Skelter 2 is Little Mermaid. Okay, great. There you go. There you go. Holly, you that's... should you should play you should play Mary Skelter. <laughs> yeah, that's his that's sign, I, right? That's what I think. Ish. You know what blew my mind watching your stream of this? What? That the main girl's name isn't fucking Mary. You know, that got me for the longest fucking time. 
Because I thought it was. Like, so when I played the game the first time and her name is Alice, I'm like, what? Well, where's what Mary? <laughs> I, I have played this game now for a total of like 19 hours and I have not seen hide or hair of Mary. It's called the, like, Jack's gun is called the Mary gun. I don't know why. Oh, jeez. This is only answered in the remake of one. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. This is like when it I played when I played near. <laughs> I played near one, and I was like, "Who? Hey, who's near?" And then it turns out that near is the character that you name at the start of the story. Yeah. But they don't fill in the name on the name select screen, so you have no way of knowing that he's supposed to be near. <laughs> oh And then no. they name the game near. Luca does that too. Yeah. Why do you do that? <laughs> If you're going to name the game after the character, then don't let me name the character. Yeah, Alice not being Mary was something that, like, it took me a weird amount of time to get over. It was like, no, I want you to be Mary. I mean, you just see girl on box of game and game and the, is called Mary Skelter. Mary Skelter, right? Like, it's, it's got to like be named her. after her. That's that's Miss Mary Skelter. That's, yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, Zelaz in the chat says, Mary Skelter 2 is listed on VNDB as an alternate retelling of 1. What does that mean? <laughs> like I said, it gets fucking wild. It's buck wild because it's like, it's a prequel, but also some parts of it happen at the same time. Oh, juicy. It's yes. so fucking weird. Like, why did you uh. do this? <laughs> I mentioned Play Mary Skelter 2, yeah. Rise of the Sinistrals. <laughs> I mentioned earlier companies like licensing out games to release on PC, and then Zelaz mentions that's kind of what happened that's in China for Falcom in China, yeah. There's uh oh, that's the one coming up, Trails of Azure, like the PC version mm -hmm. is only in China because some other company just made it. Mm -hmm. And that's the one and that's the one Geofront is trying to localize. Yeah. So we're, we're all gonna have mm -hmm. to get like VPNs to buy it or something. Oh, no, because <laughs> zero was the last one they put on. Zero was the last one they put on DL site. Yep, yep. Ah, uh, lordy, video game. Like, what are man? Yeah, like I've, I, I think uh, you know. Actually, I was going to say something, but con considering like Kingdom Hearts, like adding in critical stuff for the Roxas storyline in a in a semi sequel like remake. And then Mary Skelter won, <laughs> like, being undone by the sequel. Video games are fucking crazy. That's a real one-two combo right there. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> like, we didn't real we didn't come into this into this show thinking oh, we'd have some yeah. them thematic through line because nobody knew how stupid Mary Skelter got. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's just like, man, my Mary brain, my brain, every time I launch the game now, though, it's just like... I don't know if I should still keep Dude, doing are, this. Am I comp am I compromising my experience of the Mary Skelter lore by continuing right? on this version? I'm right? not else. sure. True fans played one first because <laughs> it's the first one. <laughs> That's so wild. Like I But like, what if they what if the what if the ending is so much better on the new one? Who can That's say apparently right? the case though! That's apparently oh. the fucking case! <laughs> Let's go by the Switch version. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's likely what this you need going to end up being. And the fact that, like, being on Switch, it'd be easier to just sit there and kind of poke around at it and get back to where I was because it's a portable, uh, too. But it's mm -hmm. so... St like, this chronology is so stupid. It's just going to 
you know, I'm changing my answer. It's just going to keep eating away. You just get the Switch version of two. And yeah, one. just gonna fucking. <laughs> and besides, and besides, pull the bandit. You can play up. a bunch of Mary. You can play a bunch of Mary Skelter two, and if you change your mind, you can just go back to one. <laughs> It'll still be there for you. <laughs> I don't think we got mentioned... nothing to lose. <laughs> I don't think John knows the other crazy part is that you have to beat two on Switch in order to unlock one. I think. No, it's it's. Uh... Oh, I know that. No, don't worry. No, I it, that up on you that. don't have to beat it. You oh. you can just download and unlock, and it'll appear oh. on like it's not even like okay. a separate game. It's just like it's just on the menu. Play Mary Skelter one or two, and then the game's like oh, you want you want the best experience. You should probably play two first because it's the first one now. Because <laughs> it's the first okay. one now. Despite that, so, two on the block. So to be clear, you are so you are playing two first. Though that's the idea is that you either continue on the original Vita version or you start with two and then play the remade one. Yeah. Okay, I it's... followed this completely. This is very clear. Yeah, it's very clear. I mean, it's just, it's just very stupid. How did you guys end up at this? Is the best conclusion to how to handle this? <laughs> like, what I'm gonna do is I'm probably just gonna pump the brakes on the PC version and wait for Mary Skelter Two to go on sale. Yeah. Because Idea Factory mm -hmm. games go on sale all the time, even on the eShop. So I'll probably because yeah. like, I even Tom said he grabbed two for like twelve bucks. So. Jeez. So it'll go on sale at some point, and then I'll just kind of reinvest myself. Like, I think I'm, pro I'm probably at the tail end of needing to dive into Dungeon Crawlers and needing to get my head into something else soon anyway, so... Mm. The, re the real dark tragedy of this is if, like, three months it goes on sale, you buy it, and you hate to. Oh, man. <laughs> that would suck. Don't jinx it. <laughs> two looks like a like like See, I, from talking to people though. Two sounds like a, an improvement yeah. over the first one in a lot of Is ways. Is finale out? No, it's coming out in the fall. Okay, Ho hopefully people. Gonna, Is it out in Japan? Up. It's out in Japan already. Do you know if it has good word of mouth or any? Yes, around it, it does. It does. Okay, good. So I, I like I already pre-ordered it just in case like they. <laughs> They made ten thousand PS4 yeah, copies. Like it was only like forty bucks, so it's like whatever. I can, I'll just just out of sight, out of mind. I I, I pre-ordered a PS4 version, so why are they why are they not putting two out on PS4? God damn it! It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it's just so stupid. Like you know how I how I put. Red, I, Red took a minute to get on board, but I knew exactly what your soul was calling for. Mm. Your soul wanted to drop it and then play Mary Skelter 2. Yeah. Probably. Like, when you said that the ending of 1 is probably better than the remake, that. I was just like, ugh, fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> apparently, like, the only thing that I've been able to dig up about Mary Skelter 4 on PS4 is, or Mary Skelter 2 on PS4 is that um, it was released during Sony's big "We're censoring everything," oh. and Idea Factory oh. just said straight up that they're not releasing censored games in the West. So, hmm. the Switch version is not censored. So that may be the but case the of like maybe was. the PS4 version of two and yeah. one remake are censored, and that's why they didn't release it. That's the only other thing I can think of. I guess, but it doesn't. Well, make... thank God the bloodbathing game is going to be completely uncompromised oh, in the version God. we play. Thank Christ! Need to get your rocks off to something. And if cute girl, and if cute, yeah, we'll help. and if cute girls moaning awkward at, awkwardly at you while you rub blood on them doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. 
Hey, was there any fucked up shit in the Vita version? Because I know Vita games have done things like touch the screen to oh, rub that's, the blood. Yeah, like that's why that system that's is. That's what it is. Yeah, like that's literally what it is, is rub okay. blood on them. Oh, God. Like I said, it's Idea Factory. It's got cheesecake horniness. You just expect it, and I just, I, whatever. It's there. It's going to be there. That's their MO. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's where we're at on, on, yeah, touch blood, get moan. There you go. I did one of them at the end of the stream just to kind of make everybody uh, feel awkward. It was it was a great moment. <laughs> oh, I got en- I enjoyed it. Okay, okay. I enjoyed, I enjoyed I'm the, like right at, your I've vibe been, of being like. I've been watching the stream. Just on... doing it like I hate this. I hate this. It's just I'm not like. <laughs> look, I don't care that it's there. It's fine. Whatever. But I, I'm not super into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were saying right. I've been watching that stream on Munch Breaks at work, and I'm right at the end. I didn't know that was coming up good. <laughs> yep, you're going to get to see me rub a blood maiden down. With some... <laughs> I swear to God, I like said that as a joke, and you're like, yep, that's the actual mechanic. I'm like, fuck, of course it is. <laughs> like I said, I, I've grown up a bit. I'm over it being there, like, whatever. And, like, you only like the game only makes you do it once. <clears throat> because it is a mechanic that mm. when you purify uh, a blood maiden like that, you get, like... Uh, a stat bonus the next time you go into the dungeon. Uh, like, it's mm-hmm. a temporary stat bonus. So, like, and then the next time you do it, you don't have to play the game anymore. You can just pay the blood cost to do oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. So you, like... you don't have to do it every time. To be clear, he's still doing it. You he's can still do it. Yeah, he's it. still doing it. He's <laughs> but still... you're still absolutely engaging. Yeah. Still, like, man, what a mechanic, though, right? Just, like, the way to calm her down, I just rub my blood all over her. Yeah. This is sexy. I feel like there's a way to do that that I would really resonate with. And yeah, I know, right? Not resonating. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's the case. I think, that, like, you could make that sexy in some way, and maybe, maybe the game's not doing it. Maybe the game needs to do a little something more. Maybe if they didn't sound so weird. Like, that's the thing with these kind of weird mini-games, right? Is that, like, the girl never sounds into it. Mm-hmm. But if, like, maybe she was, like, into mm-hmm. it. Because the whole point of the Blood Skelter mode is that they've gone crazy. They're bloodthirsty. It's like, let's do it! <laughs> like, if they were just, like, totally into it, it might actually work as a horny thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I, I can kind of picture exactly how it sounds now. Yeah. Just it's, like It's real awkward and just, like... Like she clearly Awkward doesn't. Enemy girls, yeah, squealing. Yeah, it's not, it's not comfy. I guess. Like if you like, if they made it just like a like a, something that felt more consensual and just like uh, maybe something the characters were enjoying. I fine, be horny, just embrace it. Don't make it awkward. That uh, <laughs> the girl not being into it is not going to get me there. Okay. I think for the audience. Maybe it is. Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird and I just think, hey, maybe my partner should be enjoying this act. <laughs> oh. This got so nuanced. <laughs> what did you, you know. Sorry. Why not? Why not? We are a podcast. We are mature I enough to can't... cover many, many topics. <laughs> to mm. to, to many degrees. <laughs> And horniness involving blood and consent is definitely one of those topics that we are mature enough to discuss. Absolutely. 
I think that's if that's one thing that any anybody can say about our podcast and has been saying for years. <laughs> is that we are I feel that's our calling card. And horniness. Exactly, that's our calling card right there. Zella <laughs> saying, "I'm not taking notes right now for my <laughs> smut." <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I heard just a hint of my echo, and I heard my own wheezing. Your cackle. own wheeze. <laughs> just wait, just wait ten years, and then they'll get the Mary Skelter, the story so far collection. Oh my god! No, let's put them all lined up neatly. Mary in a row. Skelter, t- except Mary Skelter two point eight final mix. Oh no, that, that that's what one is though. Mary Skelter one point nine final mix. That's the new version. Oh, why did they have to go and announce finale? This would have oh, never happened. This would have never you happened. Gonna, you were just going to play one and be done? No, I, I, I wouldn't have even went back to one is the thing. That's what made oh. me go back. It's like, yeah, like I was kind of like, I finished Etrian 4 and I was like, okay, I'm I'm probably done with my little, you know, my dungeon crawler stint mm. now. And then, like, literally a day later, Mary Skelter 2 announced for... Or Mary Skelter Finale announced for the West. Fuck. What? They got a story that's worth telling? No! Do... The true question is, do they? Don't do do this to me. I have to believe there's something there worth telling because these character designs are good. (laughs) Just like the hot girls. You you just have to believe sometimes. Pardon? I just I mean, gotta believe. Yeah, you just gotta believe in the yeah. That's su- honestly that's such a hard thing for me sometimes where it's like like when I first played Undertale, I didn't really believe in it until like right before the end. Yeah. I think that I was kind of there. It just, it just all like I'm fighting the last boss and I go, actually this is like the best game ever made, huh? Fuck. Man, it's almost like this is gonna be <laughs> game of the decade in a few years. <laughs> That was literally me in the last two hours of the third game in this series, like, playing. Like, oh. It's all coming oh, together. Oh. See, that's where it's going to happen. The end of Mary Skelter 3. Yeah. It's oh, all going to make sense. It's all going to click. So, yeah. and, like, this is the greatest thing ever. God, that's fucking funny. There definitely is, like, <laughs> trusting that the media you're consuming will turn out to be good is, like, so hard sometimes. It, it can. Especially when you yeah. have to invest a lot of hours yeah. into that media. And then if it doesn't mm-hmm. pay out, you're just going to feel so fucking awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the case. It's just like, oh, man, yeah, okay. like, like, at least with like, okay, if I don't like Mary Skelter 2 and I don't want to replay oh, yeah. 1, I can yeah, just, finale. I can get finale, read the visual novel stuff mm-hmm. and hope the third one's good. Oh, you would, so you still wouldn't be out. You would just <clears throat> do my original plan of rereading one story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're very good character designs, Rat. They, you have to understand. No, I saw this dream. They're very good. I'm like, damn. Like they've then, got like and, every character's got like eight different outfits. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> you're showing these outfits. You've got uh Alice as a paladin, very good, snappy look. Mm-hmm. And then you went to the dungeon part and I just like my eyes glazed over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> That's dungeon I, crawlers. <laughs> I appreciate that you're into these. I just I see you moving around that grid and I'm just like Nope. I could not play this. I think that, like, <laughs> like it, it, it's definitely, like, systems and the minutia of those systems I do get into. But I think yeah. that there's just something really satisfying uh, in the same way of, like, a lot of people play games like Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid mm-hmm. where you, you like seeing those blue squares light up. 
Um, a part of me you really like, like seeing those squares. A part of my brain like, really likes watching those squares pop up, populate on an auto map, and it's there's something. Me... Oh, sorry, go ahead. There's just something really Your satisfying brain, yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of brain candy comfort food of just filling in a map. Mm-hmm. Yep, killing heartless. Yep. Filling in maps. <laughs> well, every, well, everybody's just you, you. You hit that groove where you're just doing something in a video game that feels good. Yeah, and you can just do it for days and days and keep having fun. Literally everything else I want to talk about has a transition here, and I'm not sure which one to go with first. Well, I, I'll <laughs> let you decide, Rhett. Okay, so I've got three smaller things. Okay. We're going to kind of bang through, okay. and they all have good transitions. So. All right. <laughs> On the subject of Idea Factory. Mm. So the other day I noted that a whole lot of big games were coming to Steam at the end of March. Indeed you did. Uh, one of such was uh, Neptunia Virtual Stars. Oh my god, you played this? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, the other day I said I had a bit for the podcast. Don't let me forget. I didn't forget. Okay. We're gonna play a little we're gonna okay. play a little game here. Okay. Neptunia Virtual Stars came out on PS4 earlier in March. Like mm-hmm. I think like March third or fourth. Mm-hmm. It came out on Steam March 29th. The question I'm proposing to both of you is how many reviews does it have on Steam? <laughs> Sixteen. Okay, John. One more time. Neptunia Virtual Stars? Yeah, mm-hmm. the newest game in the um, series. I'm going to go with, go with um, nine. Polly wins. Uh, it has 139. Okay. 139? Okay. I mean, it's not a completely dead franchise. Jesus. I don't know. Like, this game seems to have... 139 is a lot. Of all of the... Uh, the Neptunia games that I've seen, because I visited the forum for this one for some for some mm. laughs. This is the one that seemed to be causing the most friction because it doesn't have a dub, and people oh. are fucking mad about well, like, it. Then there's activity in the forums. Mm-hmm. Like people are paying attention to the reviews. Sure. Like 139, I think, is awful for a, okay. a company the size of Idea Factory. Yeah. But like, yeah, for an in, for like a super small indie game, it would be really good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's pretty bad for a Neptunia game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, okay, so Ram- Michael has okay, so- 760. <laughs> yeah. Just as a point of comparison. Okay. I was looking. Well, I'm sure you can find yeah. a whole lot of games with way more than 139. Yeah. Okay, so Polly has one point. Okay. What do you think the scores of those reviews are? Like X percent of oh, the no. hundred that X percent of the 139 user reviews for this game are positive and or negative. Like how many? How what percent is positive? Um, forty-five. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with fifty-five percent positive. Well, it's a tie because it's fifty percent. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, by Price's Rights rules, I didn't yeah, I, go over, so I win. Points mine. I give me the point. Give me the point. Brett, give me the fucking point. point. Give me the fucking point. Give me the point right now. Sorry, John. Wait, what? That 45 to 50? Wait, why does Polly get the point? Because it's by Price's Rights rules, I didn't right go over. 50. I didn't actually say oh, Price's Rights rules because okay. I thought that would be really mean with only two people. 
I'm just being a dick. I'm saying it's it's one okay. to zero because it's or or it's two to one. It's a tie. All right. I should have I should have said I should have said four. I should have said forty six. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's why prices rules right. Price is Right rules are no fun with two people. Yeah, I really yeah, you can just, just always heads. guess one more. <laughs> okay, so I was just going to do Neptunia to dunk it's on it. <laughs> I was just, I was originally okay. just going to dunk on Neptunia for this bit. And I realized, oh, there's another game that came out on Steam. Oh, good. Balan Wonderworld. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. Okay, so this game is not steam exclusive it did come out on at least switch and ps4 yeah, and probably yeah. xbox like but i'm just curious how well do you think the switch or the steam version is doing how many reviews does <laughs> balan wonderworld have after about a week 710 okay going much much higher this time it's Remember, my, this it's is... square enix released this so yeah true i'm gonna guess 709 <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what was Polly's guess? 710. I want to get... So wait, you went... A point. So you, so you went one under. Yeah. Okay, John yes, wins. I went one under. John wins because... <laughs> it has 6-5. Six, 65. Whoa! Whoa! It has... Wow! Half as many as Neptunia. Woo! See, that's about where... That's more. That's closer to what I thought the Neptunia one would be. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. that's like a lower for a big large scale Remember, release for me. This is a sixty dollar game with a demo that was horrendous. Oh my god! Oh. And do we care Oof. about how? Do we care about the actual review score? We'll do. It. I, I, I'm gonna say... Okay. There's there's only sixty five reviews. Uh, twenty three percent positive. Oof, that's not a lot of faith there. I'm gonna say um. I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say. 45% positive. Okay, John wins this one because it's actually 66% positive. Wow, that's shocking. Okay. Remember, these are people that so paid... So 66 is still... Yeah. These are people that paid $60 for this game. Mm-hmm. They're, they are invested in getting their money's worth out I, of it. Yeah, you probably got a point. <laughs> and Man, people, still... Yeah. And still, a third of them were like, actually, fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> so, yeah. Not some... All right, two to one. Is that it? Oh, that's, oh that's that was it. the end. I lost. Well, because of that darn tie. John, you're always the winner in my heart. Oh, wait. Aww. I guess it was... No, I think John got both of the Yeah, I think ones. John got John got both of the last think... two right. I think John actually wins. Yeah. Or, oh, there or were, the tie. So there, were... there were four. You, you picked four questions. <laughs> anyway. Right, I, good. So we get to win. spin the wheel now or what? <laughs> Okay, so the other transition. Thank you for the good bit, Paul. Yes, that was very good. I just <laughs> thank you. I was just shocked when I saw that Balan Wonderland World had even less reviews. That that shocks me. Yeah, because oh. you go to like obviously this is a super popular game, but like Binding of Isaac has like five thousand reviews yeah. in the last two weeks. Yeah, because it just had that expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'll look up the game I was playing. Hold on a second. So the game I'm playing right now is Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, mm-hmm. Record of Lotus War. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that has 693 reviews in the wow. last two weeks. Wow! Like a little bit, a little <laughs> nice. bit better than. Yeah, a little and, bit better than both. Yeah, and then again, since this was early access in total, it has 2,529. Oh wow! Like Woo. way bigger. 
So you were mentioned about like the good feeling of filling in squares in a map, like Castle Castlevania oh. Snippy of the Night. <laughs> Guess what oh. this? Yo, good transition. Let's go. Guess what this game is? Let's do it. Yo, I bet it's a game where you run and jump around various platforming uh-huh. challenges. And while you do so, an auto map fills in. And sometimes to get to other pieces of that auto map, you probably need abilities gained from different parts of that yeah, auto map. There's yeah, there's a whole lot of... <laughs> if they only lot. had an easy, short way to describe that yeah. fucking genre of game. Kind of an exploratory platformer similar to uh, Castlevania. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game... So I haven't played Castlevania Symphony of the Night since it came out. Mm-hmm. This game as far as I can tell, really wants to be Castlevania Symphony of the Night. The pacing of it looks yeah. so, like, deliberate. Like, yeah. that character's movement is just like, yo, this is Alucard, but with the movement, boobies. The, the animation. Yeah. Just the, the melee feel yeah. does seem very, very, like... But then, also, maybe a little too inspired when it's like, hey, here's a really long room that's kind of a flat hallway. Oh, and, man. and there's just the and there's the same enemy like four times. And Luna Knights very specifically avoided that. Yeah. Oh. So like, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not loving this game. Mm. I like it. I'm gonna finish it. Obviously, I'm on. Sure. It's also, it's also kind of weirdly structured in that it it has stages. Huh. That's kind of part of the early access thing. Like, because even though it is a Metroidvania. Oh. Oh. Like, it is super obvious in that, like, you're oh. confined to stage one at the start, and then you beat the boss, and it comes up. Now you're in stage two, and you're in a whole new area. That's... Huh. And oh. you can't... The, can like, it is, it is actually one big map, though. Yeah, it's like, still it's, one big map. It's just more obvious okay. that, like, hey, everything you need is going to be in this area right now. Mm. Like, you go to... And then you mm. go to the third area, stage three, I'm and then... Like, there are parts where you'll kind of bounce back into stage one or two and, like, oh, now you can get up here and get a power-up. Because mm. you, you have the double jump now or you have some other ability. But it's kind of like you're not choosing to go back there. The game just guides you back there? No, like, those are... But those are totally optional. Okay, like, okay. The way forward is always going to be entirely confined in stage three. And then you go to stage four and the okay. way forward is entirely confined in stage four. But you might have a couple alternate paths back to mm. previous areas mm. to do some... It's yeah, it's very kind of straightforward like that. The map is very dense, but it's also very kind of big with again a lot of long hallways <laughs> and a lot of like very long vertical hallways. See, the thing is, like Luna Knights, it, mm-hmm. it had a gimmick that facilitated uh, actual level yeah. design, whereas this is very. Oh man, it's a little. It's... This is very. It's very traditional, I think is mm. how I would say it. Yeah. Like, it's not trying to be some crazy thing. And what's a little frustrating is that it actually does have some mechanics that I think are really neat. Mm-hmm. Basically, it kind of has the... What do you call it? Like, the Ikaruga thing of, like, you have two different elements in their attacks that are you'll be immune to them. Like, you have oh, a wind and a fire element. Oh, Okay. And some of the bosses will have, like, one attack that's like, okay, and now I'm going to shoot a whole bunch of blue and orange at the same time. And you have to know which color you're immune oh. to at the same time. Mm. So it's, like, kind of doing that, the whole, like, dual dimension thing. Mm. But it doesn't, like, make that an emphasis at all in the platforming. 
and you and when you think about how you know kind of buck wild they went with the time stuff in luna nights mm -hmm. like this feels like kind of a step back from that because they just took that one mechanic and just did everything they fucking could with yeah but again that game also felt more like action platforming stages yeah, because, like, like that game really wasn't trying to be it wasn't leaning into its like explorey platformer stuff yeah. so much as it was just really difficult platforming challenges around yeah. this really cool time gimmick mm -hmm. like that game was kind of funny because every time you would come to a fork in the road there would be just the one path that's the correct one. Yeah. And then sometimes you would go down the one that's the wrong one and get to a dead end and be like, oh, I need to go down the other one to first to get the key or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it was super kind of telegraphed like that. Mm. Whereas in this, like, you do have alternate paths and, again, they're all confined to, the, like, the one stage you're on generally, but there's a lot of points where I'm looking at the map going like, okay, which blue square haven't I filled in? Where's the, where's the way forward? Like, it does have more exploratory maze elements in it but then it's a lot of like kind of fighting the same enemies for that side stage. view dungeon crawler there you, yeah, there you go there you go side dungeon crawler platformer yeah <laughs> side view dungeon crawler i like that filling the squares the game's about filling in squares does the, it make sense the filling in the squares does still feel pretty good yeah it's like it's like it's like reaching in a bag of doritos good, man it? yeah because there was one part where i'm like you could see on the map there were like three rooms that I had been encircled around and there was just this three root empty space in the middle of the map. And I'm like, well, there's obviously something there. So I just went back to and like, went all around and then I found a fake wall. And I'm like, yes, nice. there's a 10 mm, health upgrade shit. in there. So like, it's oh, good. I'll, good shit. I think the bosses maybe feel a little overly speedy and kind of sloppy because of that. Mm. It's it's just really hard to not think about Hollow Knight all the time when playing games like this now. It really is, even though, like I like I said, I played Blaster Master Zero and had a pretty good mm -hmm. time with it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, getting out of that mindset is really hard, though. Um, Especially the closer it gets to trying to The closer, to yeah, like, yeah. Because Blaster Master probably, it, like, when the bosses are, like, the whole top-down on-foot thing, like, it's not Hollow Knight. No, it's not Hollow Knight anymore, no. But when this game is having like a rival fight, and it's the second time I fought her, yeah, and I'm just thinking about Hornet the You're whole the time. Horn See, like I saw somebody at, I think it's Piratess. Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, it's so, so similar to the Hornet fight. Yeah, she's I, even like throwing grappling. She's hooks throwing grappling. Hooks. Yeah, like I literally mentioned that when I saw after five streaming it. Uh, I was like, this just reminds me of Hornet. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of funny. So like there's some cool bosses, but like the belt the difficulty bounce feels maybe a little off at times. Mm. And do you but think that that's a, like just because like they're they're following Symphony of the Night's design? Because that, I mean that game was piss easy. Um do you think it was just yeah, because they were following as as that? The, as far as the bosses, I have no idea because the bosses are like they're pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Like, you do kind of have to learn the patterns a bit and, like, know which attacks you're going to be able to, like, absorb with the elements. Mm -hmm. I, d I just don't remember Symphony of the Night, like, even having bosses, basically, because I played that, you know, like, over 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, like, that's not a game that I revisit. I know people fucking love it, but I'm yeah. just, like, I that game bores me to tears now. I just, I don't think this game has, like, the whole, and then there's the whole second half because oh, of how they really fit. Oh, God, please don't like, leave it would, that. 
it would be kind of funny if you beat stage six and the whole thing just flips upside down and you play it again. <laughs> and for, for some and for some weird reason, you've got to put cans in trash cans. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. See, like Luda Knights had a sense of humor. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. because this is. I mean, I, I mean, Lodos War is very serious, like, yeah, high, like high fantasy anime. It's very like, like yeah. it takes itself very seriously. Whereas, like with Toho, like they were able to have a lot of fun because that world is open to a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually like some officially licensed prequel to a new Lodos War manga. Oh wow! And I think because of that, it's kind of restricted in how things have to be structured. Mm. Gotcha. Whereas, like, with Toho, you make a fan game and you give it to Zune and he goes, okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's not... There's no committees of approval and stuff and, like, no. red tape to get through. No, like, you literally have... Like, we all have a license to make a Toho fan game right yeah. now. <laughs> hmm. So you can do things like put a kick-a-can minigame in your sake game. <laughs> it's, and it'd be really fun <laughs> and stupid thing to pursue while you're playing the game. Yeah. So I had intended to finish this game, and mm-hmm. it's not a very long game because each stage is maybe like an hour, mm-hmm. like on the high end. Mm-hmm. Like it's def- it's definitely shorter than another six stage action game released <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> um, I w- had planned to finish this. I didn't because I have fallen the fuck back into Binding of Isaac. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look at my Steam played and I've got like three hours on Lotus War and like ten on Isaac. Back to the basement, baby. I'm just fucking all the way back so in. Re- it just Repentance just came out. Uh, yeah, the new expansion. Like what's it doing that like cause man, I fell off with Afterbirth Plus. I just did not like it. I did too. I just did yeah, it was bad. But the problem is, is that for this, I just started a new save file. That's so, so I, weird. I just felt like, let's go back to basics. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Cool. Because After Earth Plus was a little weird because when they released it on PC, like a ton of that stuff just unlocked instantly. Yeah. And then when they released like the complete edition of the game on Switch, a bunch of that stuff had unlock requirements. Yeah. So it didn't just mm-hmm. hit you all at once. Mm-hmm. And I think they patched that into the PC version at some point with, like, Booster yep. Pack 5. I believe I read something about that, yes. Yeah. I found it very hard to actually research any of that mm-hmm. and, like, get a clear, definitive answer. But I was just like, I'm just going to start from a new save file. Yeah. And so far, it's just been treating me really good. That game, just every run just feels different because... It, it, that I mean, when your fundamentals are as good as the Binding of Isaac Rebirths yeah. are, like... It's strong fundamentals and just the amount of items in that game and just tears as a concept is just so infinitely deep. Yeah, like, they can do so much. And, like, the way that they've made things synergize over the course of, like, ten years. Like, ten years. That game's been out, like, ten years or some shit. it it started as a Flash game. Like, in the way that they've worked with, like, turning your tears into very, like, all these various synergies Mm -hmm. and, like, things that work together that you don't think would and suddenly there is a reaction. It's Yeah. It's still, like, the most surprising and just... Like, like, the biggest dopamine hit you can get. And, like, they were talking about how, like, they went in and, like, made old synergies that didn't work work yep. in this expansion. Yep. And I don't think I've seen any of that, but just, like, even then, just, like, the fundamentals where it's, like, I got one item, 
I think it was a new item, so I don't really understand how it worked, but it's something about like being able to control your tears after they've been already shot. Mm-hmm. You know what's cool, though? That I got Ludovico tier. That's cool. That, that this game has four-player online co-op, and it fucking works. There's the it? I haven't messed with that at all. Yeah, I saw um, Bro stream it. Bonkers. Yeah, Bro streamed uh, doing some co-op stuff with people, and it looked really solid the whole time. Oh, man. We gotta try And apparently cool. you can do it if the other person doesn't have the expansion, too? Oh, jeez. So we'll have to, like, look into this. It's some... It's Steam... Steam has, like, crazy, like, sharing stuff now. Yeah. And I think they're using that. Like, it's not actually, like... An online server based thing. It's just like, I don't know. Peer to peer. We'll have to try yeah. it. We'll have to look. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, I, I had one run early on where I get like a new version of control tiers. Mm-hmm. And then I get Ludovico tiers, which is the one that just makes your tier into a giant thing that you control. <laughs> yeah. So, I've got double control. So, what that makes happen is that the Ludovico tier is shooting its own stream of tears that just follow it around because they're also controlled. Oh, that's fucking weird. And this is like, this is like my second or third run of the game. I'm like, oh, this is weird. And then I get one later where it's like, I get Ludovico and electric tears. So like whenever it hits something, just electricity pops out (laughs) and and hits anything nearby. So anything that spawns more enemies, they're just dying instantly because there's that electricity is just waiting to get them. Oh my God. And just like, just basically feels like infinite permutations of what can happen. And there's just that, that feeling of like any one item could turn a run around when you're kind of having a, a weak run. Yeah. And then there are, t- and then there, there are almost always, there's a time where it's like, okay, this is the item I needed. I, I can turn this around. Mm-hmm. We're like one time I got like money is power mm-hmm. from the devil deal. And it was like, okay, well. This run was kind of weak before, but now I've got 99 coins and money is power. My damage is like 20. I'm just fucking crushing this. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just... It's so smartly designed, and the way the RNG just kind of... It works so well because there's so many items, and they've got them placed in the right pools so that, Mm. like, you don't, like, go into an item room and get, like, an HP up or something bad or, like, speed up or something, like... Yeah, the way everything is is is, is categorized and, and and the way that the RNG rolls it feels super fucking smart and well thought mm-hmm. out. Yeah, it's just it's just a beautiful game. Yeah, like yeah, like it's one of <laughs> my it, favorites ever, and it's just like yeah. this this is making me want to go back. So what hap- So for John, what happened was is that the previous Isaac's expansion was called Afterbirth Plus. But a fan mod came out like mm-hmm. a month earlier called Anti-Birth and was way better. Yeah, like they did their own Oops. fucking like big graphical overhauls, their own fucking levels. Like added, they did they did like effects and shit like with like water reflections and just like it yeah. was it felt like a half sequel. I played a bit. It felt like Isaac 2 basically. Yeah, yeah. Like they added like cool like 10 bosses or something like probably I'm just pulling a number out of my ass, but a ton of new bosses. They added like a whole alternate path through the game mm-hmm. where it's like kind of, you always do like basement uh, caves, labyrinth kind of womb yeah. levels. 
And like, there's variations of those, but they did a whole other alternate path where it's like, okay, now you're in the flooded area. Now you're in the underground uh, minecart level. Now you're in like the church. It's like a totally different, unique set of levels in that. Yep. You AFK'd. <laughs> what the fuck? It threw you in the AFK channel. Yeah. Anyways. So this mod. And so on top of anti-birth plus the official one, not being very good, but there was also this mod, this fan mod that was extremely good. Yeah. It was just, just salt on the wound. Yeah. Basically the team just spent like the last three or four years just making that official. Yeah. And then building on top of it. Cause now I know at least one of them, like I mentioned, there's like kind of the flooded basement version that anti-birth had. Mm-hmm. There's an alternate of that, which is a brown flooded basement. Oh, good. <laughs> because we got to have poop humor. It's Isaac. I mean, sure. Yeah. You've got to have just the basement that is literally poop. Yeah. So it's like, now there's like five different versions of the first floor. That's there's awesome. Just a, there's just a whole lot of game here. So the, like the fact that they took anti-birth and then, took everything of in that a step further mm-hmm. sounds really neat like made some of the synergies work better like one of the new characters in anti-birth they like completely reworked how she actually functions in this mm-hmm. because she was kind of not great in anti-birth mm. so for bethany one of the new characters i think her item originally was just like it makes kind of a bunch of options like gradius style around her yeah and then and it goes away after one room mm-hmm the way they've reworked her now is that like her active item will stack with any other active item in the game. So so it was a ton of work. So like any time you use any other active item on top of her base book, it makes one option. Yeah. And does the active items regular thing. It's just like, Oh my God, what, what have you guys done? Like I got, there's like an item that's like temporary psychic shot. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's kind of a bad item normally. Yeah. But now that I'm, but now that I'm using it every two rooms and every time it also makes like a little option. An option. Yeah. Like that also has, and and all those options are unique and custom made for the item that you're using. Like that one makes little purple ones that also have the homing shot. Mm-hmm. And then you get like Book of Revelations. And it's making like options that are like guarding you. That's so because, good. Because because they're representing soul hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the item how to jump will just make an option where you jump. It's like every single one has a unique. That's fucking crazy! Like they, they made they made how to jump interesting. Like wow, <laughs> it's just that I think there's definitely a reason why this took so long to come out. Is because they just were like, "This is the end. We're just doing everything possible." Yeah, like they've said definitively the, that yeah. this, like, if there's any more Isaac, it will be Isaac too. I don't think there. I don't I think mean, it's going the, to be, but that's basically what Ed said. Is like yeah. this game's done. If the, if there's ever another Isaac, it'll be Isaac too. But that was not a promise yeah. of an Isaac too. There's yeah, they're saying like there will be bug fixes for this. There will not be content updates. No, like we're done. We're done. <laughs> and, now, and, it feels and now Nicholas like, can go back to having nothing else to do. Yeah, Edmund kind of wants to, them to fuck off. Yeah, he's not like, a big fan because they're a bunch of fucking jerks that don't pay people. Yeah. He said he would have split ties with them if not they were already, like, 
years in development of this. Yeah, I'm like that would that wouldn't have been fair to everyone. And yeah, to it's it's, it's but but he, thought, he seemed to have, have thought about it still. Yeah, yeah. Like Nicholas, such a fucker. Yeah, they're fucking terrible people. Yeah, but the game's real good. <laughs> Oh man, you got me. You got me wanting to go back. You got me like. I mean, to be fair, I am kind of still in the early game part mm-hmm. where it's like I haven't seen a ton of, I haven't really seen any of the actual new stuff. There's like two bosses mm-hmm. that can show up in the early regular fr- floors, mm-hmm. and one of them I really like. It's a giant version of those spiders that hang out on the wall. Oh, nice! And like the head spins around, so there's three different head sections that you have to blow up. Oh, that's cool. It's a it's a very me boss. Okay, like, yeah, I'm here for that. It really seems like, like, because each of them has like a different laser pattern and it mm-hmm. spins around. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that. this is something I would do. That's dope. <clears throat> that game, it pairs very well with second screen having a VTuber stream on it. Because <laughs> there was, it was already a podcast game. Yeah, yeah, and, and now it's like, hey, I've got infinite videos of anime girls playing video games to watch just goes down real smooth get that get get the vtubers to play they, to play the baby poop game i i really would love one of them to play isaac i will definitely not let you know if that yeah happens. i need to see this because somebody actually started playing eye of the somnium files last week and i was like "Ooh, yeah like i'm I, i'm i'm watching that like I, that, that's fun I was like, oh, an interesting pull for once. And then everybody else go- is just playing fucking Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter and Minecraft. It's typically, like, where they're going right now. Like, Gura started playing pretty Monster much, Hunter last night. Pretty much the night. same game, right? Yeah. yeah. Gura starts playing Monster Hunter. It's the first time just everyone is yelling at her in chat, like, no, do it this way. Oh, God. I couldn't uh, deal with that. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just, ugh. There's only She's one like, way. There's only one way to play the video game. I don't know what weapon to use. And everyone chats just like, no, you got to do this one. No, use this one. No, use it. It's literally like there's no consensus at all because the yeah. game is literally made to be played however you want. And it's like, dude, just mm. let her fucking play the game. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But what if she plays it wrong, Polly? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Have you considered? People do that with Dark Souls all the time. There's literally only one way to play it right. Yep, you get this. Uh, yep. You get this Biohunter and put all your points in his. There you go. Yep, <laughs> strength. That's all a, you need is strength. This is such a good fucking character. All you need is strength. Played through that entire <laughs> game doing that. I won a lot of one-on-one battles. I probably shouldn't have, and probably made a lot of people mad too. <laughs> it works. It does. <laughs> I just dump every like even past the forty threshold. I put every point in strength. <laughs> Her name was Strength for a reason. <laughs> so you beat the game without pointing it, putting any points in anything else. Yep. I want to play that version. <laughs> Where it's just everything dies really quick, but it's very lethal. But it's like, yeah, you get hit, you're gonna fucking feel it. You just parry Gwyn once and then you win. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was like maybe four hits. God. Just going up to the final boss with the two-handed sword, just boggle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I start, I started replaying um, 
Dark Souls. I did like like five years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just yeah. like as an experiment, I did put like all my points into strength for the first five hours. <laughs> and I did beat the gargoyles in like three hits. Of yeah, it bonk, feels bonk, really good, bonk. doesn't it? Especially yeah. those fuckers. Especially those fuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a Life podcast. You think that's a podcast? I think that's a podcast. Yeah. All Punchy. right. So thanks again, everybody, of course, for always having an ear for us, for coming out to the streams, all that fun stuff. Always means a lot. We love that you guys listen. We hope you're entertained, of course. So John Thayer, could you tell the folks at home where they can find you? farawaytimes.itch.io and rats where I guess for the first time ever I'll plug my itch.io as well it's ret.itch.io oh, amazing yeah really yeah I played uh I played a lot of hunters uh, this week nice uh that game turned 10 years old on Monday oh, 10 years what the fuck like every day this week was a day <laughs> that hunters got 10 years older I uh <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it was stage so stage six actually wow yeah it's... i guess they, they weren't every day stage six came out april 10th oh i think i there was some like i think i skipped the weekend or something oh right 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 yeah i think that's what it was it... yeah yeah oh hundreds was 2011 yeah oh, yeah that's it, why it, i had that it was 2013 yeah john that's why i did a 10-year oh, anniversary so... stream <laughs> I think Super Zalixer might be. I thought. 2013. I honestly thought that. I honestly thought you said 10 years and that it was 2013 for Hunters, but then there was like Hunters Episode 1 was like 2010, so you did that as the 10 year uh, anniversary, and that's what we were talking about. Oh, no. No, no. Like, the first. The first it's just game, 10 years. It's just 10 years old. Yeah, the first, yeah, le- the first level came old. out, and then, like, we, we had to ride it through April 1st. It was great. Mm good 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 I mean, good times i mean i finished the whole thing before releasing any of it like stage yeah. one was done in like okay. 20 That's what I 2008 yeah but... like stage one was done mm-hmm. for a long ass time but then i kept fucking tweaking it like i remember i remember you and dmac going to an anime convention together yeah. and him getting to play everything and me i was fucking mad <laughs> yeah it was anime boston 2010 so mm-hmm. about a year before so, about a year before the game came out, and I had just started Stage 6. Yeah. yeah. Like, stage, it was basically a three-year development. Stage 6 was an entire year by itself. That's crazy. But when you play it, you know, wh- <laughs> you know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Stage yep. 6 is by far, it's a fucking monster. <laughs> so, yeah, go go to ret.itch.io and play Hunters, because I think that they have a container that you can well, play it in. I mean... I I manually replaced it with EXE files. Okay, so they're they're EXE files now, so it's all good. Yeah, because somebody was like, "Please, please get rid of Flash," and I'm like, "Fine." So I haven't actually played those. They probably work. I mean, I, if you use the SWF to EXE converter that I use, it probably works because that's what I did for I Poly mean, Dungeon as well. It's literally the one that comes by Adobe in the player oh see i did it with uh, a special converter that hmm. seemed more optimized to to handle the situation yeah. so like mine is a little different i didn't use the uh, default one to make the exes yeah. for poly dungeon i've always used the default one mm. i mean it's probably fine but yeah i just know that the one that i was using said it was like man i'm so much better than the adobe one and i'm like okay i'll use you 
I think I went with it because it gave me a smaller file size too. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah. Go play Hunters. It's very good. Go play all of Rhett's games. They're all good. Not a bad one they in the bunch. Really fucking good. Except Mike Man Two. Okay, Mike Man Two. The the original version. No, Mike Man Two. Oh. Okay, see, the original see, version because the because the updated one is great. John did not play the original Mike Man Two. <laughs> the original version was. I did not. Very special. Red Red would not take criticism on that one, and I understand it's your first big game. You, you want to have pride in that, but it didn't work. It yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> updated Mike Man Two is stunning. Yeah, it's a fucking fantastic game, <laughs> but it's it's so. Cute. Anyways. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thanks again, love everybody, y'all. for coming out. We love you guys so much. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.